You're listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 77. Speaking both to Mock and to the rest of you up on the... Oh, I like that you brought a uh, yeah, yeah. centaur mini on back on the table um, to represent her. And she speaks and she says, Are you uh, are you the ones that ride the twin balloons? Aye. M. <laughs> says, You... You have offered to spare our lives. Mock says, You've spared your own, and it took you long enough. She looks and she says, Our lives are not spared so long as our oppressors still uh, still draw breath. She says, We are dead here in the desert for what we have done today. We are dead here in the desert. Uh, uh, unless you, uh, unless you take your forces, you take your deadly balloon and, uh, and the death that can rain down upon your enemies, and you take it, uh, take it to them. You can follow our balloon out of the desert. And the others, the other, like, centaurs are, are, like, nodding. And she says, no place in the desert is safe. Leave the desert? She says, we will be killed before we reach the edge. She says, it is known to all of our kind. And a bunch of the centaurs, like, stamp their hooves. <laughs> Who are your oppressors? What is their number? This is swamp belt. He says, it is the Mantars. <laughs> come on. Like, let's collectively come uh, up with, like... The... 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 The, 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 the clan... What, what, how are they organized? Yeah. Yeah. What are they they can, how are they organize themselves? The what what the ma- ma- masters call themselves? Just the masters? Or? The pure the masters. The masters. They, they just call them the masters. They the masters. The pure blood. He says, those... Uh, those that... Those that create us, that give us this curse in our blood... We, it says, we are bound to serve them, and so long as we are in this desert, they can find us. Why do you think that will make the difference? You have the numbers. You were the ones who won this battle today. What was the wording you used in the thing that you said away? That, that you said to them? Flee into the desert and live free lives? No, 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 the, the, the balloon threat. Oh. Who you introduced uh, yourself. The shadow of the balloon. Yeah, he said, avoid the shadow of the two balloons that brings death. He says, the two balloons, it brings death. Death to anybody that, 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 that goes against it. You are, uh, you are the greatest, you are the greatest raiders of all. He says, use that, use that against our masters. Is that not what you have promised us? Mock says, and more hoof stamping. Mock says, <clears throat> what we have promised and what we have gained today are different things entirely. He says, we have won the battle together. But, but, uh, he says, what will happen next will depend very much on your, on the will of your people. We are not here to, to overthrow governments, establish, establish new orders. What do you need done? Speak plainly. He says, go, go to, uh, go to the masters and kill them all. 
Who says, are these? You've shown that you can do it. How many are there? Uh, they sort of look to each other and, and they say, uh, dozens. Uh, I want to check says, on Baron. In our close encampment. Still have his fire going, or is he appearing here? It only really lasts for a minute, so if it been more than a minute since then, then that fire's gone. I mean, does he have any opinion on this, having been spared by Morden? Uh... Well, is he, is he speaking right now? Yeah. Baron... Doesn't have to be. Baron, uh, says... Your war is not our war. We... You brought war upon us, and so we brought it back. Uh, you were enslaved, and now you're freed. We owe you nothing more. Says, we are not freed, and we do not have our lives. Is there a chain around your neck now? He says, there is a chain around this entire desert. He says, giving us life for a day is not life. What is that? You sentence us to death. Is there, you say, the chain around the desert? Is there some magical force keeping it in the desert, keeping you alive in the desert? He says, the masters, the masters control the desert. He says, the dark things they do with the crystal. Oh, crystal. Speak of this crystal more. He says, it is a crystal. It's where their power comes from. The chieftain, the chieftain, uh, it says, wields it and says, and puts this curse in our blood. And says, if we destroy- Our lives and our souls are bound to the, uh, to the being that created it. Or so the story goes. And if we destroy oh, this, this crystal, Will he be free to do the rest? To do the dirty work? Those dozens you speak of? Uh, she doesn't answer immediately. She, like, looks back at the other demons. There's a bunch of chatter and abyssal suddenly. And, uh, uh, and it, like, gets louder. There's clearly, like, some arguing going on. And then she, uh, uh, she shouts out an abyssal word and then looks back and says, We believe that if the crystal could be destroyed... That it could end the master's hold over this place? Mm. Then rest, and I will confer with my companions that you have brought war upon, and we will decide what we shall do in the coming days. We require aid, as she gestures to some of the fallen centaurs. There's just like, there's still a lot of like, oh, like in this area, they're just like speaking over. Mox stamps his glaive and he says, and you have no position to demand it. We will confer. There's like a like eruption of just like abyssal as some of the yeah. centaurs, some of the centaurs have been helping <laughs> yeah. others that are down, like trying to like bandage up wounds. Baron, uh, he will. I mean, he doesn't have the, the the strength to go around and freaking cast spells, but he can like at least stabilize the injured ones. Um, and he's he's basically just like. He, he, he's not he's doing like great stupor. himself. Bit of a stupor. But he just starts walking around and uh, says, guide me to who needs aid. More like, really As he's just me, touching them and there's a brief, like, brief flash of divine radiance. And they don't wake up, but they stop dying. So he's just using his spare the dying cantrip, which More. stabilizes creatures. Morph will oh, gotcha. also hop down um, off of the ledge, not literally jumping off, but, you know, we'll climb down. Yeah. Um, and he's trained in, he's trained in medicine, and he has a few healing spells, so he'll go around and sort of help out as well. Alright, Mock. Mock. I mean, just because you were sort of driving. Yeah, that's great. Mock says, 
So he, he made his final declaration that they're, they're gonna that we, we must confer. Right. Yeah. And so as uh, as they do, and she went true. Yeah. She like started like aiding and he, he he returns to the bluff to the protected area that they've kind of established as part of this kind of basically like their front line. Is he and spider climbing? Is that how he gets around? Yeah. That's yeah, right. He does spider <laughs> lasts for an hour. So he, he he walks back to the bluff where Oil Vane and Drusen and Morph await them. And he says, uh, and, and, and Bearjaw, Bear and he says, uh, he says, uh, it's time for us to talk about how much we want from these centaurs and how much we owe them. He says, uh, and then he says, and it is time to speak to Essen of our options. I'll have sympathy for them, but we've done our part. We've freed them from at least these slavers. I can't help but feel that it's their destiny to free themselves, not ours. But the crystal, you have no curiosity there, cousin. Uh, I mean, I'm curious about it, but uh, you didn't, you didn't they see what happened to Bairn? Bairn, how are you alive? What happened to Bairn? He got, he got shot with a bunch of arrows and then trampled. Bairn's down him. there, he's not here. Oh, you're not Baron there is, Baron is sort of yeah, wandering totally. around. Yeah, he like, points over to him. Yeah. Baron and Morph are down there. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, he got he got peppered with arrows. Uh, looks like a porcupine. And then he got trampled to death. We saw him crushed alive. Trampled? I saw the arrows and I saw him, he's, I saw him buried, but he sprung up in a flash of light. And then a pillar of flame. I was, was I was very religious. Than any of you. I it was to, indeed to, to, to Baron kind of wandering very amongst flat. the the the, uh, the, oh, the it'll, injured. It'll just seeing him down yeah, there as yeah, you're yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah, and, and, talking and, and he says, he says, uh, <laughs> he says, you made no mistake from here. He says, we must return to the balloon. We must, we must make a plan. Yeah. I mean, right. whatever happens, some we're gonna need some rest. <laughs> Let's just do it tonight. He says, uh... Forward. <laughs> he says, uh, It is unlikely that the centaurs let us go from their sight without a commitment. We, we, we would be best off to invite them back to the I let them follow us. To, At least uh, we can to, keep to, them safe to there. camp with us and create a plan. I'll agree. At the very least, after what they've seen, I don't imagine they'll be trying to, to betray us in the night. He says, Drusen, invite them to join us, and we will we will nurse our wounds and theirs. Uh, do you want to untie Kevin in the meantime? Kevin's just... Very well. Great. <laughs> What's happening? So he'll climb down. <laughs> the one cracks. young centaur is still the scariest one. And he will, once Mach unties Kevin, he will drop the fog. Um... And- Oh, so to recap one thing about that, you know, before uh-huh. I, I may have missed the detail. Uh, did we have we seen uh, Kevin's dad? No, he's no, not, he's not. Um, we've no, and Morph and uh, Baron, who are uh, you know waiting amongst the dead and and injured and and alive, and uh, Kevin's dad is nowhere amongst them. Hmm. I mean, he did say it'd be doubtful what. He was to, you know, walk back this direction yeah. after coming back. He sacrificed him for his son. Uh, but he, he walks up to the fleeing. rebel leader. Lady Rising Rebel. Oh, Jerusalem goes down there. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and he kind of uh, puts a hand on Baron's shoulder, saying, Doesn't. Oh, oh, I cannot understand what happened, but I'm glad you're here with us, cousin. 
Uh, I. That makes two of us, I suppose. Uh, I suppose we'll have to compare our notes sometime. Hey. Uh, but he turns to that centaur lady and says, uh, Oh, if you'll excuse me for interrupting, uh, we'd like to invite you back to the two balloons. Um, you should be safe within its shadow, uh, for the night at least, while we confer and decide what will happen. She, uh, she just gives a nod and, uh, uh speaks to the other centaurs in Abyssal and, uh, and there's again some like chatter back. It's like everything that they said. There's like there's like some argument, and then she yells something, and someone else yells something, and then she says, "We will come." All right. Uh, and he goes back to Cliff and goes, oh, "They're coming with us." All right. No one's doing anything else here, right? No. Scrum's ready to, to head. Baron finishes. Do yeah, any of the mantars have any of the mantars have any items on them? Uh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, someone else will have to open treasury because uh, I can't do it on my phone. Uh, it's yeah. on the shared dock, right? My phone's a piece of crap. Uh, I, I, I can go ahead. Oh, you yeah. want to open up the drive file and handle it? All I'll say is use the tabs. To go to Use the, the tabs. Use the tabs. <laughs> um, what's the dot com? Uh, Quartermaster Thursday nights. So it's uh, it's less than an hour's travel back. Uh, to, I don't remember exactly how oh, long we sat. By the way, can we ask some of them to bring ballista bolts with them to drag the ballista bolt cart? Mm-hmm. Just the bolts. You still have two working ballistas. You still have two working ballistas and a catapult. Oh, that's they true. Bring they could just them. bring it with us. Yeah. Yes, we, they, we, are, we, they are carts. We do have have a they will have a battle to fight for sure, as will we. Does Mach want to ask them? I feel like that would They be say yes, they're doing it. That's it. They, uh, they got it. They know, they know how to bring the forces. Okay. In fact, they do it. they're already doing it without <laughs> you asking. Right. Like, this is now their army. And What's their number? So, they are... Looting the masters oh, yeah. themselves. Okay, Unless you guys are pushing it, then. Okay. Mock is not. Okay, then in that case, the masters don't have anything for you. Um, of the Archmage. Sorry. Then go and, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, less than an hour's travel back home. And, uh, on the way, it's time for each of you to roll for exhaustion. Ooh. Daybreak is soon here. You've been up through the night and fighting through the night. Uh, and it is time to... I don't remember how you roll for exhaustion. Yeah, what's the... I think it's a constitution saving throw against a fixed target. Okay. What's the target? I'm uh, searching for it. supermarket. It is... Uh... No, this is just... What exhaustion does? I think a lot of things. It's just if you do X, Y, or Z, you just get exhaustion. You want me to roll? Yeah. Uh, so if you do X, Y, Z, it's DC ten. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah, I feel well, good. Excellent constitution. Mm. <sighs> Fuck. Yes. 
Oh man, I got two yeah. two layers of exhaustion. Yep. What is oh, did you have a layer? Yeah, I did for armor. Sleeping in armor last night. What's the number we're getting? Ten. Ten. Okay, got fifteen. I am level wide awake and feeling great. So anyone that uh, uh, failed has disadvantage on ability checks. Baron is moving slow. <laughs> and now speed halved at level two. Do any of the uh, centaurs let him ride on their backs? No. No. What about Kevin? Yeah. What about Kevin? Kevin. Yeah, Kevin can carry. Baron would protest on other days, but not today. Not today. (laughs) Carry him him in the most dignified fashion. The the answer no means none of them are are proactively offering. If you are asking to ride one of them... But yeah, for uh, them, But Bearjaw's carrying. Bearjaw, so Bearjaw Bear has Baron on her shoulders, like on her back. Um, yeah, whatever makes the most sense for carrying someone In that distance. I mean, it would be the fireman's carry. Fireman's carry. So. I think by now, Bearjaw has There's just carts of weapons. Oh, there are carts. This is, oh, there oh, is yeah. a cart. Resolvable okay. in a lot of interesting areas. Yeah. Baron rides in a cart. Right. Not the bear jaw would have done Bjorn. <laughs> a bear Bjorn. Uh, a bear and Bjorn. Yeah. No, no, Zosh. Um, it takes a bit to uh, get going because the injured centaurs that are well enough to walk are going. But you see that the um, you see that the ones that are not able to walk, uh, they're leaving them. Yep. Oh. Uh, and you life. hear like protesting cries in abyssal and sometimes in common, but. Uh, like once the bridge is is there, or however you guys are filling it up, you, yeah. somehow there's a, there's a glue factory here. moving earth. Uh, they they just leave and, and leave them leave them behind. That's writhing on the ground. Mock Ma- does not acknowledge it in the slightest. He his yeah. his gaze is steely on their path back, and his mind is absorbed with the Journey. next twelve hours. So who uh, who did have to take exhaustion? Baron did. That's it. <laughs> so the only person that had to take it was the person that already had it. Well, you rolled with disadvantage. No, I just rolled a flow. Oh, you just rolled up. Because uh, ability check is not a saving throw. It was close for me, but I made it. I got 22. Do I have any positive yeah. effects? You have super exhaustion. <laughs> I have. I can You're actually cure someone else of their exhaustion. You're for how late it is. I know. Exactly. He's just talking like... You second oh, wave. Oh, I can't believe we have a horn wave. with us. Oh, well, yeah, I, cappuccino. I think what I want to just sit around <laughs> and, uh, so and talk yeah. about what just happened. Did you One see Baron do that? All right. So it's, uh, it's something like half an hour journey back to the balloon. Call it longer because they're injured. People are going slow, mm-hmm. pulling carts. So it's about an hour to get back to... Do they get to... spooked when we come upon the first cactus? Um, yeah, so the, the... Well, you guys are leading the way, I, yeah. I'm assuming. But so a, it triggers first, and uh, yeah, there's like... Beware. The shatter... The, the, like, shatter in, in, in abyssal, and the, and the centaurs like stop short, and then... One of them says, the twin balloons, someone says. That'll keep you safe if you're a... If you're a friendly disposition... And uh, it takes them a little bit to like get the courage to go past, and then they cross the threshold as it yells. And it just keeps yelling as this train of centaurs goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, amazing. Uh, Back on the ship. Back, uh, back to the balloon. The centaurs just uh, they they sort of circle up and and uh, and get their group and says and says. uh, well, that's it. What do you say to them? You guys are. I think stepping back a little bit in terms of like the uh, in terms of abstracting the narrative, uh, 
Mox interested to know know a lot about this crystal. He sees that as a weak point, much easier than killing. I mean, these centaurs are super hardy and competent in battle. He sees slaying dozens of them as a very difficult thing, uh, especially if they're amongst a lot of kind of slaves controlled. And like the resolve of these rebels seems to be, in his mind, fairly thin. These aren't people that are like, awesome, we finally got this started. We've hoped for this day for months. Like, let's do that. Like, they did not seize the opportunity to take the lead. And so, to him, he's like, unless it, unless he we can do this smash and grab job with this crystal, this is us like investing in a prolonged combat, which he doesn't feel like he wants to. And so he wants to really understand like the nature of this crystal and see. So he's out there talking to the center. Exactly, and he wants to, he wants to really understand what what that is and kind of try to get as much information as he can to form a plan around that. Uh, when you come back, Essence the first to to talk, and he says. I see we have an army, it would appear. Our army? Or theirs? Do we want it? So, how, how are things here, Essen? Says, Much the same. Says, I'm fairly confident that we'll regain use of the balloon in the morning. Uh, he says, it's, uh, it's exhibiting the same effects after a day of travel. That's the good news. The bad news is. is, the carriage still does need some more returns. She's airworthy, but that's about it. Well, again... Lucky for uh, oh, wait, wait. Morph? They did did do repairs. It, oh, yeah, but there's some some more long term repairs are needed. But uh, in in uh, it says, but uh, she's more than airworthy. There, correct it to that. Other than the fact we were immediately ambushed by a centaur army and involved in all this, that's fairly fortunate. On behalf of Morph and the uh, the engine, uh, <clears throat> well, mm. if we need to engage in battle. Are there any more learnings of the capabilities of this device beyond typical travel? Uh, of what device? Any new insights into the balloon? Like we just learned something crazy. Find a crazy about super weapon being, on it somewhere? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in other words, militarily, are we still just heading off into the wild we wander or floating along at a reasonable pace? Muck, we've been uh, we've been studying we've been studying together a lot, uh, and I I admire your your optimism. Fro is the the sudden discovery of a great breakthrough, but uh, alas, no, I did not find a super weapon buried uh, in in this uh, in this carriage of ours. So I wish I could tell you something otherwise. Pity, but uh, not unexpected. Uh... A moment while I check on my cousin who apparently died shortly ago. <laughs> and he goes, uh, see Baron. Um, Morph, in the meantime, is dealing with the ballista bolts that have been recovered and is Tons. basically Tons. Um, trying to make like sort of a makeshift like quiver up near the ballista. Nice. So you're taking them. ballista bolts from the centaurs because they are currently theirs in their circled up thing. Because theirs are their siege weapons because last you guys told them you're leaving them on their own. He goes up to them and says, uh, says, we have a, a ballista up on the ship and uh, we're a little low on ammunition, but in the fight to come it would be... Uh, very useful if we could use a few of those uh, those bolts. And what fight to come is that? <laughs> Presumably the one where we fight for the crystal. I think that's what everyone was talking about. 
That word is not spread to us. Okay, well, says, I... If that's the fight to come, then that's news for us. Don't come Well, to then battle. we will talk later, because I am apparently also out of the loop. And he <laughs> oh, turns away and leaves. Just committing uh, that's good. us. If you yeah. fight, they'll us. A good learning. Morph can also come up with a name for our group. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's like a the lot morph. of chatter amongst the centaurs. And he's like, well, fuck. <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to say that by now, Drusen has his tent in like a permanent spot. And it's held there by books he and it things. Down. Yeah, he's taking oh, it, it down. Inside the balloon. Inside the balloon, and like things on the walls, maps, and such. He has his but own also, room. he is proficient in brewers tools. So he has a little, a little uh, keg in a corner. Oh no, it's uh, more like teapot. And he's got a little, not like an Gee, open fire, but it's uh, kind of like a little like uh, contained heating pan with like coals and stuff like that. It's very safe. Uh, it's very safe. And a little he teapot. tells everyone. And uh, <laughs> he's brewed up some good strong tea. Uh, but also some sleepy time tea for those who want it. But also, I'm gonna say there's not like chairs around, but there's like pillows and like it's kind of a lounging area that's very nest like. In the tent? In, no, not outside oh. the tent, but in the, the carriage. Inside the carriage. And I could see that as a spot where we all sit and kind of reflect on things that have happened. Ooh. Now that Greg's gone, let's get out of here! Screw it, screw it. Does anything happen? <clears throat> Before nothing happens. Before we even, before we even know any more about this, I, I suggest that we move the setting to a congregation around Baron and the cart. Okay. To speak. Okay. Oh, I was saying that we could be in congregation on oh, the ship. Yeah. I thought it was in your balloon. Yeah, That's in fine. the balloon. That's right. I mean, I, once we get scene. back to camp, I'm gonna go walk to the balloon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. On the balloon. Yeah. So we are. I'm My so we're, Everyone is in the balloon. Unless yeah, we're you're sitting around the tea kettle. Is what I'm saying. On like the yeah, pillows. Perfect. So I didn't mean to cut you out. I think a, a setting like that would help all of our conversation. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We're all together. Yeah, we are all together. I didn't want to make sure. Knocks on a post and is like, may I? Yeah, come on in, Mark. Come on. Yeah, Scrim starts puffing on his corn cob. Grimcraw pipe. Yep, we'll um, take out our pipes. And yeah. uh, and uh, he puts some some weird looking incense. The smoke is all purple coming out of it. Um, and nice uh, cool colors. <laughs> um, Scrimcraw dies. Um, and uh, and, <laughs> he's, and he says, uh, <clears throat> before we even learn anything about the crystal, it seems like dealing with these. Masters, these pure blood uh, centaurs might be our only option. Where we're at right now, the balloon can't do its great leap. The weave is, is too thick. In a normal day's travel, I'd just as quick assume that we'd be attacked by centaur bandits wherever we land. We weren't here for long before they found us. So even if we scared off this group, if there's another tribe, if these mantors really have as much of a, an iron grip on this desert, I'm not saying we help the centaurs out of, out of the goodness of our hearts, but uh, don't tell them, but I'm not sure we have much of a choice. Just mechanics-wise, your balloon travels um, considerably further than horses are right. capable of traveling. Right. But just as far as a directory they control. I was just reminding in case... Yeah. Right. Yeah. And on that point, so thank you for reminding me, he says, if we sailed normally, we'd be leaving the centaurs behind. But I wouldn't assume 
that we'd be leaving other bandits behind. It's hard to tell how much of their fear is from any real threat that their overlords have of them versus the psychological effects of being in slavery for so long. Perhaps we could just run and outpace them. Perhaps there are other things afoot where we could not escape. This is a massive desert. Where are we in the desert? You are near the edge of the desert. Grumbar, how long do you think it would take us to Uh, to reach the end? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good question. How many days travel by balloon? Says, oh, well, based on where you said we were from studying the surroundings and our average pace moving with the completely cheaty wind that this tempest seems to give us, he says, it's about two days before we would be out. We'd be out of the desert on the second day. We probably have one more night to camp in here. I think that matches up. Could you get the fire survive a night? That's what we thought when we got here. We set up camp and we're attacked. Rumbar <laughs> says, we could set down before the tempest runs out of energy, and if someone comes, we can just skedaddle. Aye. Well, I mean, that's time not traveling, so it'd take longer then. Mark puffs on his pipe and he says, that's true. if these centaur are so aggressive in their tactics as we have seen in recent hours. Perhaps it would be a very trivial thing to bait the masters out of their main encampment and make grabbing the crystal that much easier. Scrimporn, you saw the camp, didn't you? I... Do I have any recollection of seeing a big crystal that was labeled load-bearing plot? That seemed like a main camp. It was, it was huge. There were hundreds, centaurs, hundreds right? of centaurs there. Oh, and they okay. talked about dozens of masters or a dozen? Dozens. They said dozens. Dozens. Okay. <clears throat> I didn't see the crystal. And they said it with uh, very little confidence. Uh, dozens? That's what she said. No, okay. Did they tell us? Did they tell Mark more about the specifics of the crystal that you can share? Uh, you, you talked to him on their yeah, ride, I, I guess. Well, uh, that's the one we got. That's kind, of, kind of the core of Mark's practical plan for helping these guys out. He's he's pretty against individually. Like, yeah, so he walked trying. alongside the leader, and yeah, what you've learned is that there's um some sort of the, the chieftain who changes. Let's call over her time. Costria, the leader of the rebels. She didn't have a name. Okay, so no, if you gave her, that, her. yes, Costria. Can I call yeah. you Costria? Someone write that down. Um, Costria says, "Does that mean anything?" No, you just made it up. Yes, nice. pretty good. It's the name okay. of a, a horse that Mach once had. <laughs> Kost- Kostria uh, explains that the chieftain of the tribe, the boss uh, of all the uh, masters, is. Uh, it says, boss. wears the crystal in his eye socket. Oh, Ooh, uh, that's badass. Uh, and, uh, and that this crystal, uh, as that this crystal gives them power over the entire desert. And that no matter where they go, they will be found. And that their uh, uh, and that their very the very blood coursing through their veins belongs to the crystal and the power behind it. And and I mean, there's this is what Mach has pieced out of a much more right. lengthy like, explanation. He of himself doesn't how, know where the line is between like hearing yeah. a few different and, like, conflicting accounts, and these are the bits that seem to be true over multiple conflicting accounts. Yeah, there's there's a lot of. There's a lot of grandiose. I mean, Mach has seen this before. Yeah, like yeah. you said, the the this this just like the psychological effects of like being under this rule. Like what they've been told right. can happen. And but they've seen, they've seen 
their own uh, kin flee and then only and every single time be brought back and like executed as examples and so mm-hmm. they've seen the evidence that they cannot have seen there's, there's no fleeing and that's what she's like clarifying over and over again is like you telling us to lay down our arms is as good as putting a spear through our Mock shares that with the group Mock mm-hmm. shares that with the group and he says he has no reason I have no reason to believe that any we leave behind here in the desert will be survivors just to be clear about who, what fate we consign them to, I believe her. We mm. should help them. Says, uh, can we? We should try. I'll he looks at Baron and he says, Baron, did you die out there in the desert? For uh, I was separated in the battle in that moment. I saw you buckle under a hail of arrows. But then, when I came back, you were full of life with the fire of Moradin burning all about you. Yeah. What transpired? Pretty sure I died there. (laughs) Uh, 95% thereabouts. I mean, I do remember getting hit with a real pin cushion full of arrows and, and then getting trampled maybe a bit. I was mostly out by then. So, I definitely died. Hi. And, uh, and why did. And yet you are here! You, no, so, well. Well done! Saw myself in uh, dwarf or maybe I assume. Saw my wife. She didn't look happy. Uh, saw Moradin. That was a big one. Uh, <laughs> all the dwarves are like, oh. <laughs> Morph is, is like Mark is like puffed through his entire pipe in these last ten seconds of conversation. <laughs> yeah. And just stuffs oh. a big like plug of tobacco on the top. And keeps right. like this accelerated Morf. puffing rate going. Morph takes out a tiny flask, the smoke just chugs half of it and like, passes the rest of it like, to yeah, the, the ceiling of smoke right. just begins to descend on the group as they like as <laughs> did, like, did he say anything about me? Am I is my soul back in the conversation? conversation, although there was an odd thing. There was a big table with a map on it with lots of markers and tokens and I recognized the ones for the, the big seven holds, the dwarf holds on, on this dwarf coast and uh, Delvinar was the only one that was not covered in shadow or mist or... In shadow? I, don't, I didn't quite understand what the significance was but it didn't seem good. Usually shadow does a good thing but Delvinar was surprisingly lacking didn't your aunts? Didn't one of them have a, a necklace that was the that was the fake? Which one I, was that? We don't. We don't know actually. That that was a, an unknown who had the Could fake. Could it have been the mother? My mother gave me hers. Spent as far as Mox. Oh, it was already spent, but it wasn't the fake. Uh, uh, as far as we can tell, it looked like it may have once contained magic, but it was completely used up. Uh, so Could perhaps. That mean, my mother has the the fake one. Could have been. Don't know. But that, that that's a pretty good reasoning. Also saw us. Uh, well, not us exactly. The balloon. Little token for that out in the desert. So, that's so, interesting. So Moradin <laughs> likes balloons? No, uh, we seem to be a piece on the field. Um, from, from what I've gathered in this uh, very limited conversation... 
Um, and please tell me if you would like me to leave. It seems that you are discussing fairly uh, sensitive topics. Um, if you have a token that was taken from one of the other holds that perhaps is related to all the other holds and uh, you're talking about amulets and the holds and stuff. If you have one of those on the ship, perhaps that is why you are tracking through the map? Ah, uh, no, he seemed to be interested in me a bit particular, said, uh, uh, basically he's not done with me, so I, well, I mean, could have been the token, but could have been me, so, I no. Did he berate you for charging headlong into an army of centaurs when I, not even Bearjaw would? I would have. I would have. Of course, of course. Wouldn't have thought of anything to say. I, I will admit, I think that may have been a lapse in judgment. There may have been other ways to accomplish the same ends without putting myself quite at such risk. I can only blame that on... Uh, Poor, poor judgment in the moment. The bloodlust of battle is strong. <laughs> Maybe more than one consciously. I he didn't seem thrilled that I died. He seemed to say something to the effect of if I was to die again soon, uh, bad results. So I should <laughs> prioritize that keeping alive. Most deaths. Bad results. Yeah, I need your deity to remind you not to die. Please don't die. Well, you know, bad results possibly in the hereafter. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that's, that's, alright, so I'm back. I wasn't gone very long, but. I'm glad you're not dead, Ben. I too am glad you are. I have mixed feelings. It was really nice seeing my wife again, but he uh, apparently has other plans, so. We are all blessed to have witnessed such a miracle of Moradin's work. Ah, uh, no question. Certainly. We were... It's great evidence that we are bound by it. These last 24 to 36 hours have been heavily influenced by Moradin's direct involvement in a way I have never heard in my entire life. Aye, uh, only in stories that I've heard. He says, uh, he says to be frank... Unless there is any sort of compelling reason for us to be involved with these centaurs, it seems well within our ability to, to leave them to their own fate. He says, honestly, the only argument I could see would be if for some reason, again, like the crypt, maybe we were here for a reason, maybe this crystal's a, a concern, but I don't know, that wasn't clear. Clearly we're being tracked and we're a game piece and we're here in the desert. If we're here in a particular spot for a reason, I couldn't say. I really wish tomorrow, maybe. I really wish we would get more clear words from your god, because I keep hearing that, well, clearly he wanted us to do this at the temple, and clearly he wanted us to do this in the desert. While I have a very explicit ask from my deities... Nice and clear... It's not <laughs> obvious to me what Moradin actually wants you to do in the last 24 to 36 hours or you know, in the next 36. It comes to mind now, but perhaps that's an element of why Ao is so pissed off at the witches. 
Usually there's limitations on how much a deity is allowed to influence so, the, the so regular world. So I'm just saying that, that... So they're required to be obscure with their asks? I'm saying that perhaps your experience is not common. I think I, think I get it now. I think I understand the witches. Scream. This will be all the arrows and the hooves. The villages are what happened to Ben. I'm, I'm lost. This well, is a metaphor I do He is the one that enacts what happens to people. And the villagers, they might not understand the witches. They might get punished. They might get hurt. And in the same way that you, Bear, died. So in effect, Scream is the one who is the... He's the arrows and the hooves. So, so Scream killed him? No, that's not what I meant. I think he's using a metaphor. Using recent events. What is the metaphor? So I am a hand of the gods and Bear is a... Bumbling fool wandering through life. Yes, yes. I didn't say yes, that. Yes, that's I how I see it, it too. We did agree to take Kevin to safety. And I guess if he is in the desert, yes. he is nay safe. Nay Well, we take him out to the desert. That was what his father said. Take him out to the desert. So, we I don't can, know. Perhaps this is why. Honor our, we can't honor our agreement. So Yes, no, I'm, I'm not doing I'm anything yes, to anybody without really a night fast. of sleep, though. I am beyond spent. That's right. I've got nothing left in me right now. Alright. I mean, I'm feeling really chipper. But in terms of magical power, <laughs> I'm a bit tapped out. Mortally, he becomes a little bit irate and he says, Ah! Drustin! Scream! Bear! Quarreling like old hags about who's god and what! You've got the abilities here that can solve this problem or not. Doesn't matter if you give me a stack of glaives from here to the top of, uh, of uh, Karundrakar. I'll not be able to overcome the, the forces we're fighting. The you only way... There's no way we'll be able to surmount the forces of these centaurs without the divine or arcane arts on our side. He we says, could fly the balloon above. He says, we'll have our rest, Throw but in the morning, if the three of you, and perhaps you too, Oilvane, don't have a great idea of how I were to solve this problem with the crystal, then the fate of the centaur is sealed. They're going to die, and we're leaving here post-haste. Alright, well, I mean, there's... Go up to the camp and float over it and rain hellfire and down upon it. This I like. It makes sense. Well, they pick the crystal out of the corpse of whoever's left. Yes, well, there. rocks. Ballistas and... You have everything. And, uh, uh, catapults and they reach us. Boxes. You're not usually designed to shoot straight up. Ox says, look, the, <laughs> what we saw on the battlefield today is it's not sufficient to kill one Mantar or two. They simply fall under the power of the next in line and there's dozens. If what we learned about their structure, their government, their tactics is true, we'll have to kill every last Mantar or the Crystal. And to eliminate the Mantars would take far too much time and resources that I want to commit. So it's the Crystal or not, in my opinion. I agree. And I don't know if letting Bearjaw do it alone is the wisest way to keep Bearjaw and the hammer close at hand. If we, if so we, I, we need more. Above, we need more above. power. We need well, the neither. witches. We need Moradin, and we need the arcane arts at our hands. I think I think we need the the, the demon blooded centaurs as well. Okay. If they, I, I'm assuming if 
the death of one of the Mantars uh, seems to be something they, the Mantars are not willing to give. They're, they're very protective of their own lives. Perhaps the one with a crystal eye keeps himself safer than the rest. If we get the, uh, the demon blood to, to spread revolution, it should draw out all the other Mantars, perhaps, leaving the crystal eye with less support than usual. May I add something? I. What we do is we go back and we take the heads of all the Mantars and we drop them as part of your effect. Could be. Effect. Just drop them amongst the people. That will help. Especially if I put magic melt on No, yeah. don't. Oh. You always are with the magic melt. Oh. Oh, I need more jade. Morph just says, <laughs> that would be fantastic and I can help with that. Morph can um, mechanically do some good. Morph can record a six-second message on up to five different objects that will last for four days, and we'll just repeat over and over again if he sets it to that. So heads, <laughs> six-second message drop. Cool, love it. Whether or not we that intervene will send the message. at all still seems to be a bit in question. As for me, it personally depends on the, on the will of Moradin, and I, I, if I can get some risk, I mean to ask him on the morrow and see whether it is his will that we intervene or not. And if it's not, then I vote we press on. If it's intervene, then I propose we intervene. And that's my well, opinion morning, on that matter. The will of Moradin, the will of the witches... And, the, and, and what the weave has to offer. Of course, what is all your will? If it was your, to your choice, Mark, would you leave or go? Or stay or go? <laughs> he says, I don't know if we can or not. He says, the, the power if, of this If group, the power was in our hands, granted there'd be risk, would it be your interest to, to help these people or leave them? I'm on the fence, quite frankly. It's a... Mark says... It is a damned shame that they are in, but at the same time, it's... Very much a thing that we've just stumbled across. To me, it's a question of risk. And I think we can outpace them, but I don't know. I don't know the power. He says, all, all of the... <laughs> you have been casting spells since your birth. Bound to the dark arts by your, by your parents at a young age. I know next to nothing of these abilities. And the, the sort of... The sort of... Skullduggery that I've seen in the past months are are entirely new. I uh, I understand that we have hard decisions to make, but I don't know what the risks are. I would hate to head into a full retreat only to find hordes of centaurs gathered at the border waiting for us. I don't know what they can become <coughs> capable of, and I don't know, goddammit, what we're capable of! So, I, I do want the to... The only um, way to find out is to try. Okay. That is I, always it. I do want to uh, make sure that you utilize the fact that... What I want to avoid, let me say, yeah. is you spend a lot of time thinking about what you would do. Then you talk to the centaurs and gain more information that would have yeah. changed the conversation to begin with. I tried to keep a conversation at the beginning, but I wasn't that explicit about that. Yeah, so so you tell me... Uh, you, you the Okay, I guess I could just volunteer it when there's pertinent information. So you had a lengthy, hour-long conversation. I did, and I tried to get information about the crystal and the strength Yeah, you of the only master. said the crystal. 
Yeah. Um, so that's why I didn't out. think of the others. But you, 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 you talked. Um, what you have learned. Yeah, help us out, man. Help what, us out. What, what you have learned is, and and the father said this, and you may have missed it. So what you've heard again from these is that there was reticence for the Mantars to go on this raid anyway. Oh, that's right. I he said that. that he said that the original raiding group that attacked you was one of the strongest groups they have. And when he came back with his tail between his legs, the others were like, why would we throw our forces at this risk of a thing that you failed to do? There was not much loyalty there. And it took a long time. Strom was watching a long time before he was able to rally the an appropriate group. So some of this is is filtered to you via a couple different stories from a couple different centaurs and the leader sort of confirms that, that yeah, it was like it was there was hesitation in attacking the twin balloons. And the twin balloons story, all of the demon blooded no, that spread through the camp. Uh that spread through the camp and so there was this discussion like the twin balloons, why would he attack the twin balloons? The twin balloons bring death. Da 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 But this uh but this mantor that was defeated, holding the most elite army Holds a lot of um, sway. He was one of the ones you kill. Well, you kill all of them. So yeah, he was amongst he was them. One. I guess we never called out which one he was. We should have. Um, yeah. It's okay. No, so that it's, I could take his head. This is super helpful. And his spyglass. And his horns. <laughs> horn. We have two spy. Well, they have his horns. They have so, spyglass. They do. And that is fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't look like you. Uh, so anyway, guy who so this is hundred percent a okay. So this is the pertinent bit that, that you did learn from that. Yeah, so is that I'm gonna reframe this... that last. I'm just gonna give me say say. I see it about fifty fifty, cousin. He says there may be a risk of them pursuing us, but it sounds like we've put the fear in them. They terrified us, and we proved that twice over that we are more than a match for their their uh, their powerful. Uh, offensive attacks. We could probably skip out of here without too much problem, but there is he says there are, there is more and more these days the ethical question looming over us of not what we can do, but how we do it. Aye. And it seems to have defined the last several en- encounters with us. From Mithril Hall uh, to the camp, to, to, to the, the bandit encampment to most recently at the crypt of Chante. <laughs> he says, uh, perhaps a night's sleep, as you say, and a chance for us all to search our hearts about how much goodwill we have towards these centaurs and their future. One other question I had. You talk with them for some length. What sort are they? Are these... If we free them, are we just le- uh, unleashing another plague upon the lands? Uh, what What is their intention? Do you get any sense of that? Are these... Good-natured individuals who, left to their own devices, will just seek prosperity and peace, or are these going to be raiding and pillaging the the wildlife themselves? If you can muster the strength, go and speak with Castria. For my conversation was purely about tactical information. I... Perhaps you could evaluate what lies in. Are the these heart. people worth helping? I bid you good night. I. He goes with. Which good night means go to his forge for another three hours. Yeah. Uh, good night. As uh, uh, Essence says, oh, about the night. He says you all seem a bit tired, and his eyes linger on Baron for more than anyone else. Yeah. Uh, says, I. I expect that. I expect. Oh, what's his voice? His voice is supposed to be Doc Brown from Back to the Future. It's a really hard voice Chris. to do. It's not, it's not weak. It's strong. But it's kind of strong. Yeah. yeah. But strange. I expect that the balloon will be available before. Uh, it says. Before we've all gotten a, uh, a good night's sleep, what's the plan there? 
We rest. We stay here? We, we rest until the morning. And unless you see... Well, and, and, the, the point is, you, the morning will come well yeah, before yeah. you are rested. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so. He says... Uh, or four, probably. He says, well, if we see death on the horizon, take us up. Can you give first watch Essen? <laughs> uh, he says, yeah, I'm not feeling too bad. Do you want to... He sp- nods his head and he says... Does he uh, want spyglass? Yeah. <laughs> he says, could you use a way to see anything twice as close? He, he just goes, ha! As if you couldn't do that without a piece of glass and some metal. He smiles and says, you got me. And he scurries up onto the roof with the ballista. One of Aurora. So tell me if anything changes with the containment field. My mom's like, I'll be up for the hours yet and sleeping in its warmth. I know, that's why I say <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> if, it, if it pops and fizzles, I'll be the first one up. Okay. Uh, what'd you say? What of Aurora? Where's she at? Aurora looks exhausted. I mean, she's been up this whole time as well. And like she's they've like been a like child. vigilant. On, she's been up on the roof, yeah. like sitting in the ballista, and she comes down after Essen goes up. Um, because she was still up there. Like, when the torches came over the hill, she didn't know if that was an invading army or oh, like, yeah. the victor is returning. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. She says, One thing I didn't think that I didn't know about adventuring is how exhausting it would be. I... You're young. This stamina is something you build with you don't keep increased experience. She says, I hope so. Only if you get out there more. And she goes and gets in her bedroll. She gives him, mm-hmm. gives the VI ball, like... All right. So everyone's uh, calling it a night. Mm-hmm. Share the word with Castria. It's time to get a good night's sleep. Uh, discuss the plans in the morning. Does Baron talk more with her to evaluate the intentions? Uh, he doesn't. He's gonna be talking more than. <laughs> Does he walk over there at half speed? No, he does. He, he hears the talk, thinks about it, and says. That's disgusting. Just thinking. Regardless of what she thinks or she's gonna do, he's just gonna ask Morden whether they should, whether he wants to help. And if Morden says no, nah, don't bother, he's gonna, he doesn't care. Um, at least that's kind of where his head's at. Yeah. Divination. Yeah. All right. In that case, sleep falls upon everyone who wants it, yeah. who desires it. The welcome rest. Um, uh, yeah, it's a long rest if you guys are all getting getting the sleep through the night. Um, is there any healing available besides what we get through resting? Oh, yeah, the long rest is... Long rest right is now. all of it. I'm thinking, yeah. You get half your hit die back, I think. And, uh... Oh, you get for a long rest? You get half yeah. your hit die and you get full hit points. Yeah. Oh, you do get full hit, hit points. Yeah. Oh, you get half your hit dice yeah. back. Mm-hmm. I get you now. I thought you were saying you heal for half your hit die value. No, 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 no. Wow, healing's rough. Yeah. yeah. This, it's really not that rough. My monsters just go to full health whenever I want them to. Um, In the morning, I portent. Get the portent. So yeah, uh, basically you're sleeping and like it's up at noon. This yeah. is this is uh, uh, this is an up at noon uh, uh, right. kind of kind of sleep. And uh, how many charges do weapons get back each day? It's usually like oh, it's a decent right here. I thought that was. Recover one level of exhaustion during this long rest. 
Yeah. Okay, so you can use yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. my staff. Now I'm only level one exhaustion. Two charges on my magic missile day. Yeah. Got that half feedback. Oil vein goes up to Baron in the morning. Yeah. And he just kind of gives him a knowing nod. He's like, Ben, you died like I died. And you came back like I came back. I think I understand what happened. I don't. I didn't think you'd actually died. Uh. Well, he. Yeah, well, player. He did die because he has, like, that strength of the grave thing. So he actually did go under. Ooh, really? I thought that was unconscious, not death. Is it death? I don't know. I thought I that always, was unconscious. Yeah, I, always no, 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 no. I actually like it exactly how it is. Mechanics aside, this is the right conversation. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least narratively to, to Oil Vein. He's like, he, he's convinced that he died. He, he dies when it happens. Every time. Yeah. Every night I die. Yeah. So I mean, to him, he feels like the it's the same thing that happened to you. Regardless of what you tell him about what Morden did, he's like, I think I can understand. And he gives you a wink. <laughs> Baron is. I understand. I can understand it. Okay. He'll talk about that okay. later. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, all right. I've got to go walk the dog. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so, in the morning, Baron gets some sleep, feels a lot better, definitely not as good as he could have been, um, yeah, uh, and, uh, he, you know, thinks on his, his, the various prayers and rituals, uh, and, and prepares what he has today, and gets cleaned up, brushes his, his much shortened beard ever since the, the fire and the trip to the barber, in, uh, in Silvery Moon, and uh, and then uh, begins to commune with his god. This is going to be divination, and he's going to cast it as a ritual because he's got the time. Rituals at ten minutes. Yeah, perfect. So he sits ten there. Plus. Uh, ten, ten plus. Ten plus the actual whatever. action time. So it's one action usually. So it'll be ten minutes, and also uses up twenty-five gold. Just an, a sacrificial offering appropriate to your religion. And you know what? Gold works pretty well. Good uh, morning. Yeah. <laughs> More gold. Metal. Hewn yeah. stone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hard materials. Yeah. If you bite it and it hurts um, your teeth, it's probably good. Although, actually, hang on. What's a bear jaw saying? Yeah, yeah. spell two or two. No, that's Sounds actually like fine. Lunch. Yeah, okay, great. Um, and uh, so he. He says, so it's da, 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 ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity occurring in the seven days. Truth will apply. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, Morden, is it your will that we should aid these people? So that's to be a yes, no question. So this is the wheel or well? No, no, this is... Oh, this is different. Fourth level divination. This is what you use to find... This is what I use to do that, to, to find the port in the middle. So this is, your magic and an offering put you in contact with a god or a god's servant. You ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. Oh. The GM offers a truthful reply. The reply might be a short phrase, cryptic rhyme, or an omen. And then it says, doesn't take into account any... Possible circumstances might change the outcome, such as casting additional spells or the loss or gain of a companion. If you cast a spell two or more times before finishing your next long rest, there's a 25% cumulative chance for each casting after the first. You get a random reading, and you make the roll in secret, all that stuff. So, um, 
I don't know. Let's see. Is that is that the right question for this say, spell? Say, say the beginning again. So you ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. GM offers a truthful reply. Reply by me a short phrase, cryptic rhyme, or an omen. So, so ask so about a specific goal. event. You could ask Should is like freeing these people your will or something like is that. Is that the right sort of question? Do you want us to do that? I think I, I think that. I think I think it can work. Okay. Uh, I think it can work. Uh, do you <coughs> want me to do that? Um, it's more like it's supposed to be more like well, not supposed should to it be, be successful or more like will this thing happen or where is this going to happen or I'm not I think quite it, sure. I think it can be any of these. And what you, what Baron wants to know is is this my path? Yeah, yeah. Is this pretty much. Yeah. Is this is what you want me to do. Um. He's gonna start asking that about everything. I mean, yeah. Even, even skip, more than. Should I skip breakfast today? I mean, especially after all and this, where it seems like he's church. a piece on the board, and like, am I here for a reason, or is this just happenstance, and I need to be moving on to the other more important things that maybe I seem to be a. You said, like. Baron seems to be. If like, you don't do what you're supposed to do, then I'll find someone else to replace you. It's like, okay. No, he like, said, if you, if I find you here again, is yeah. what he said. No. Do better. Oh. So yeah, if you do die, as I, I So what do. I mentioned during the break, and, and what is what is still true, is that this, what Baron saw there, everything he saw there, and everything he heard there <laughs> is as fresh in his mind, and is his consciousness as he, if he was still there. The, the, the experience burned, is burned so... For my for Sam's benefit, if you could send me like a brief yeah. text, yeah, yeah, of that I, I will, I will, and I will, and I will. So happily, I can read over that many, many times, and I will happily for now. Yes, and um, so including the details of what you saw on the map, yeah, for example, and what the room was like, and all the other the room things. was like, and yeah. all the things. And I, what I, I will. Felt like. I will give a write up in Slack after <laughs> the session, but smells like. What he said, know this, should your soul return to me again, it will be the last journey you make. I will find another. And your name will be remembered only as a whisper in these halls. Yeah. Um, that's what he said. Okay. He didn't say if you stray from your path, etc. Et um, what he said about your path was, I brought her here for a reason, and your path is not yet at its end. Oh. That is what he continues to hear in his mind. All of those words is what he continues yeah. to hear in his mind. Is every time he ponders what was said, it's like it's saying against you. I brought her here as in I brought her to the afterlife I brought her to this throne room in this moment. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you could read that, but that is one that I hadn't considered. I I definitely thought he was just like, I brought her you to see her right now for a reason. Or was he saying I brought her to the capital H. These are all wonderful things. These are all interpretations. It's true. Yes. Yeah. What are you talking about? Scripture has never been open the to word interpretation. The God has been said. What the hell does it mean? Let's yeah. think about it for a Scholars will debate the yes. All thousands yeah. of years. Dwarven, Hundreds like, of religions. Of years, so Lord is like, man, I just... I just yeah. Freed from the Egyptians. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. like, ever wandering in the desert? Like, is that really an upgrade? Okay. So, with with all that, do you want to change the question at all? less pyramid building. That's Still a lot of sand. Still a lot. It doesn't change um, no, because I think that's still his question. It's basically like, do you want me to help these people out? Would that? Would you approve of that? Should like, should we do that? Yeah. That was a bunch of questions. What is that the was, actual question? 
would you approve is very different from yeah yeah so those were very different Uh, questions with different answers oh okay if you say would you approve of such an action yeah that's very different than is that what you want me to do is this your will etc etc so okay the wording wording matters here a lot i think i mean it's almost like you're asking do you want me to spend time and divine energy on this or do you want me to pursue the (laughs) corruption of adric like because yeah. if you don't do this, it means that you want to get to the mascara faster and solve yeah. that faster. I'm curious if Baron, Baron has his own opinion. Despite what Morden may want, does Baron have an opinion at this point? Uh, Would Baron prefer to or not? Kind of with the conversation that they just had. Cause that, cause would that, that change the question? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, Would that maybe impact how he phrases it to Morden? I mean, he's he's still kind of. I mean, it's only been a day, and he's still kind of processing all this stuff. Yeah, it's been so much that like he did just die. He died. Very much that his own will is sort of like uh, taking a back seat. If this makes sense, like yeah, he's like, what what? Do you want me to do this? Great, I'm just gonna do that. I don't even care what I think at this moment. <laughs> so that's so yeah. Basically, is it your will that I should help these people? That's that's the question. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, is it your will that's that good. I should that's help good. these people? I don't consider them people. Hmm. A truthful answer. But it could be. It could be cryptic. It could be cryptic, but it's truthful. That's mm-hmm. all right. Important. Is it your will that I should help these people? people? I don't know. <laughs> Yes, but truth will reply, short phrase, cryptic rhyme, or an omen. Omens don't even have to be verbal. Yeah. A bird flies through the window, lays an egg, the egg hatches into a snake. Bird flies through the window. Splat! Yeah. He's, ah, yes. Thank you, Morden. (laughs) Morden, you're. Another divination. What did that mean? What What did that mean? I think the bird, but why the snake? Baron doesn't hear a spoken response. Uh, Where is Baron when he does this? Uh, in the ship. Oh, he's just yeah. praying. Just Baron. Basically, he, he, he woke up and kind of went through his morning ritual and then did this. Baron sees a cloud on the horizon. Hmm. A dark, shadowy cloud. And then another. And then another. And then another. Six dark clouds on the horizon. As, uh, and, uh, I need something that represents. Coming up with an omen on the fly is really hard. Yeah, try being more uh, in. <laughs> I mean, if you want to tell us what the try omen means, we can help you. Warren's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's praying. I just talked to him smart, like eight smart, hours ago. It's like six, six dark clouds and one fake cloud. <laughs> Chased uh, by the six clouds are thin, hungry clouds, buddy. <laughs> That's <laughs> not creative. <laughs> um, it's plagiarism, goddamn. Uh, Uh, Perhaps you made the shape of something. No, it is. um, I'm trying to think of something that uh, uh, that's strongly reminiscent of uh, of uh, Kunjakar. Mm. Well, there's the old tree that we planted. There was the stone, the mountain, the The mountain, the the 
the mountain. Yeah, actually, the mountain's perfect. You spent a lot of time looking at that mountain as you approached it. You know the shape of it. You know the shape of it. The tooth. Yeah, whatever. You see the silhouette of a cloud that the image immediately comes to. No, that's not what it is. So the six dark clouds just like roiling over the horizon. Everyone sees this. This is an omen. This is not an omen. Hallucination. Uh, These six dark clouds just form around, and then you see uh, you see just in the north. Uh, uh, in the north east in the northeast direction you see like there's just a mountain there that was not there before and it is the snowy mountain of Kunjakar and uh, uh, and as soon as you and then and then the smoke the smoke or shadow or whatever it is just dissipates into nothing and the mountain of Kunjakar just turns back into the dunes and rocks of the desert well, we need to go back to Kunjakar Nothing there was centaur-thy. Six dark clouds? The dark clouds looked exactly like the dark clouds that you saw eight hours ago. Ah. Okay. And then just... Exactly like them. And then... Oh, 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 the ones, right. Six dwarf holds. So So this might will six dark corrupted clouds. And Kundrakar. And Kundrakar. You want to wait eight hours and... In the north, in the northeast, in the so north- way back home. Oh, northeast is the direction of Amaskar, of Skyclave, right? That's correct. Oh, that's so. I'm going to interpret that as Morodin doesn't really give a rat's about these centaurs one way or another. Uh, he's mostly concerned about the dwarven people and the business related to them, which makes fair amount of sense, quite honestly. Ordens the God of the Dwarves. That's the way I'm reading it. So, basically, it's pretty much up to us whether we want to do this or not. Whether it's worth the time to spend here and the risk on our way to Deep Mascar to hopefully figure out what the hell's wrong with Adric and the plague on the Dwarven people. Uh, His plague upon the Dwarven people. We're in the the inside of this ship. Yeah, having our breakfast. This is what that. Baron says. Yeah. To the group. That's period. I mean, we all see this omen, and like, Baron's just threatening his stuff right now. The Baron's divinity. just talking, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, Drusen has all his papers all with the walls and all that. And he goes, uh, so we're just leaving them to die here? But, well, uh, they're not our people, you're right. They're not dwarves, they need dwarves. And Mark says, to defeat your enemies requires strength and cunning. And we set them upon themselves with every shred of capability that we have gained. Whether we make good on that next has everything to do with how we we feel they will be able to benefit us, and whether or not we will be able to benefit them in any degree. But as I see it now, our leading them into conflict with one another was a military tactic versus any sort of change of heart. I but should we need leave the world better for when we drop into it? We brought chaos to this environment, and it was chaos in, in the name of good, but to leave it now would be leaving these people to their death. Oh, but on the other hand... This is what I will put forth. If we fail and we fall here, then the things that matter to us will, will be undone. Shall we leave it up to a vote, then? <clears throat> Grim sighs and, uh, uh, I'll be back. 
and you see him grab uh, his uh, his pouch of incenses that uh, you guys recognize, uh, and in, in passing, he'll, he'll you know be like, oh, those are my those are my huffing drugs, um, and um, uh, walks uh, walks. Uh, out into the desert. There's really no direction to really take. the balloon. Let's get out of here. Mock, Mock says that, or sees that, and he goes to speak with uh, Kostya. Uh, Drusen will come with Mock. Bear does following. And Drusen doesn't walk away like, yeah. see you later, shit lords. We, like, he's we like, know what you're doing. Yeah, you're exactly. going to keep Bear you. Bear Drusen, Mock, Kostya. Oilsman goes to watch Chris back. So. Oh, nice. He had a good time with him last time. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, Bear excuse me. Baron follows his cousin. Costia or a Costia? No, I said Costia. 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 Okay. Costia. It's part of the name. It's just awkward. Bear Jaw, Mock, Costia. Well met, Costia. We have, we have instructions for you. Are your, are your fighters ready this morning? So you've made your decision then. That's not we have instructions. What he, said. he says you are to head direct for the main centaur encampment. We travel faster than you by air. If we are to coordinate our attacks, you need a head start on us. He says, uh, "This is 100% truthful. There is no deception intended yeah. here at all." And he says, uh, "He says we are making plans." at the balloon, and he says, you must leave now, if our t- attack has a chance of coordination. What so, disposition are you in this morning? So you haven't actually made the decision you're going to go, we have and you might just ditch them. There's a little that is deception. That is, that, that is, that is, that is, well, what's without his a shadow of a doubt, he knows Mach, that... Mach is not the person who's deciding what this is doing, and I, I'm, I'm honestly not trying to split hairs. Yeah. Mach is just saying... If there's going to be an attack that's coordinated, you need to leave first. We haven't decided yet. Yeah. The words you said didn't say if there's going to be an attack. You said if the attack is going to work. The attack, you're using words that it is decided. And she has explicitly asked, have you decided to go help us? And he said said no. He says says no. We are are making plans. He says, but if there is to be a coordinated assault, you must leave first. It's kind of a test of their will, too. Like, he, he, indeed, he's that. He's putting them to a decision yeah. um, to maximize the chance of success. There's a couple like questions barked out in Abyssal, and Kostya like waves her hand and shuts him up. Seems that overnight she may have uh, solidified her hold. Solidified a, a bit more of uh, uh, command. authority, command in the. Are there in any the other dead centaurs? Did she uh, secure her rule by force? <laughs> and she says, "Of course, of course." Am I understanding you correctly that you uh, still may make the decision to not? Uh, uh, not press the attack? Mock says, uh, our decision is not yet made. He says, we, we discuss all relevant factors. And he says, but if your people feel that the only chance for freedom is victory over your masters, then your option is to advance. We could make a run for the border. You, you, he says, you alone can said you? you cannot. Because everything you told me yesterday said that it was foolishness and, 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 and suicide. 
And, uh, oh, a bunch of the, like, things says, It is suicide! We can't do it! And other things in Abyssal, and, Marcus, and Marcus, says, They'll find us Marcus anywhere! hard but honest. Says, The crystal eye sees all! Tristan <laughs> says, uh, The crystal eye is the key. Uh, your masters will maybe expect an attack or a, uh, a resistance from their slaves. Aim true like a spear for that crystal eye. If you break it, even if everyone in the resistance dies... You've won freedom for the next generation of slaves. He says, there are hundreds, hundreds against us in that place. There is no strike that would cause that. They'll see us coming from miles away. Mox says, you have no other option. May you escape. He says, if you don't come from the air with your death balloon. Mox says, may you balloons. escape or must you attack? If you must attack, then, then you, you must, must depart. There's also a way, and he looks around his shoulder. Oh my gosh, why does Justin bring this up fucking now? There's also a way <laughs> God for one of the purebloods to lead you. What? But well, we'd have to wait till nightfall. Hmm? Mock looks at him, he takes out the night Nightcaller! Night <laughs> he, he's not gonna use it. But he he, he says, it. if you'll use this on one of the Balties, it'll animate it under your control. And if they see a band of demon bloods being led by some pure bloods, holy shit! They will near attack you on sight. You'll head straight in there like some kind of horse with men filled inside. And she says, "So your plan is that we can succeed with twenty-one instead of twenty. With twenty-one, let straight into the uh, the heart of the encampment." It is, it is the deception. Within striking distance of that crystal eye. I, if my companions decide not to help you, this will at least be a greater weapon than any of your slavers have. And uh, he hands her the nightcaller. She takes it. She takes a deep breath. She says, there is disagreement among uh, our ranks of what to do if you uh, if you do not choose to go with us. Then Some wish to flee deep into the desert, not believing that the uh, that the crystal gaze stretches as far as they say. Others want to make it for the border, a place that we know nothing about. He says others would as soon as charge straight through the front gates and try to do what you've said, but that's surely suicide. Sounds she like says the... without you behind us, we are split. We are divided. Mox says, you are the leader, Kostya, not mm. us. You're, you're... She looks uncomfortable with this. Uh, yeah, of course, she's brand new. She has fucking never done this before. She's been a slave since yesterday. And he says, he <laughs> says, the division of, 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 amongst your ranks is yours to consider. And you must lead. You must decide. They need you. He says, if, if you feel that your greatest chance for survival is escape, we bid you, we bid you best, uh, we bid you speedy journey and best of survival. But if you know in your heart that you must attack, you must have the courage to do so. I will talk with my people. Mark says, uh, he says, you needn't report back to us. Your departure uh, to the north or to the south will tell us. Um, remember to wait sure, we'll till say nightfall. The encampment is to the south. Right, exactly. He's just, like, he's just doing yeah. shit to be dramatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember to wait tonight, Fold, to use that whistle. But don't tell my cousin. 
Which one is your cousin? Baron's been there um, the whole time. <laughs> that is your cousin. Uh, Both cousins were here. Did say that. Yeah, Baron went down. Oh, totally did. Yeah, oh. I, missed, uh, I missed that too. Oh, never mind. He doesn't say don't tell my cousin. He just said that in front of Baron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't tell. <laughs> he figures they're already half devils, so. Yeah. Uh, Baron does ask a question. He says, if you were freed, what would you do? Raid the dwarves. <laughs> Kill every dwarf. Pillage. <laughs> Uh, she says, hmm. it's not a question we've ever had to consider before. Well, it may be one you may have to do soon, so what would you do? She says, I suppose we would try to live. How? Says, Farm? Raid? Raiding is all we know. Who? It would be hard to learn to know anything else. Hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, this doesn't affect my opinion. <laughs> he says, as long as there is food for hunting, I suppose. And 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 she looks to her people, and they're all like just as like uncomfortable. Sure, Mark says, uh, looks to them, and he says, "Would you have them depart the desert, victors, to abandon this back to its natural habitat?" And he thinks of Scrim, and he kind of rolls his eyes <laughs> as he considers the. Wet dream that Scrimmel has if we free this desert from civilization. Get everyone out of here. (laughs) I mean, I. The desert abides. If they will live in peace and if they will live in war, that doesn't affect my decision. What your intentions are after. If you're gonna go figure out a way to live here without being a blight upon those who should come across you. Mock says, Consider your worlds carefully, leader of centaurs. The cleric of Moradin will likely sway our decision today. She says, if you lend your assistance to us, I suppose it would only be fair to pay you back by giving you our word to live in the way that you tell us to. I don't mean you shouldn't defend yourselves and have your militaries and whatnot, but attacking innocent travelers... It's not okay. Aye, what she said. You need but leave us with instruction of what is wrong and what is right, and we Only will attempt to live by teachings it. Teachings that could guide them. Avoiding. Teachings I mean, that could guide them. If only there was someone. I could certainly do that. Oh, <laughs> Only there was a sex expert. Sex to proselytize these days. Out of character. <laughs> Well, then, ah, all right. You have a chance to spread the word of Moradin. These are people wandering in the desert. The word of Moradin does not truly need to be spread. So the first discussion, we'll call it. Amazing. <laughs> and Baron Belter found tablets all right, in the keep, desert. Keep going. Uh, all right, well, let us discuss among ourselves. So, Again. what's been going on? Slug wipe to scrim. Slack. Slack. Mock will leave it with. Mock will leave it with. We'll see you on the battlefield. Or not at all. Okay. They don't depart immediately, but go ahead. They, they, they said they, she mm-hmm. needs to talk to her people. Yeah. Scrim. G. Willikers, Scrim. So he's uh, he's not hiked out that far. It's whatever. Just like a, you know, half an hour. Um, still within sight of the. Um, of the balloon, because it's a fucking desert, so, um, um, and, uh, and, and, 
uh, sits down and takes out his uh, his little ceremonial like sensor thing and um, lights some uh, lights some gross looking uh, candle thing with a rotten wick on it um, and puts the does a little mixture um, and sees that his brother has uh, has come along and says, "You're welcome to join me." But uh, <laughs> historically. Oil Vane thinks about it and just kind of like shakes his head. <laughs> but he just kind of like wanders around in your vicinity, and sometimes you see Snape, sometimes you don't. Jeez, that's yeah. just creepy. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, and sits down and is going to uh, to breathe in his um, the smoke that he uh, usually uses that he usually uses to uh, to commune with the witches when he has when he's received like a signal, um, and so he's. But he's uh, doing it off schedule. Um, Catch them in the shower and uh, and Ooh. waits uh, and and waits to see if anything happens because this isn't uh, this isn't like a open line kind of thing. But he'll sit down. And it's different than usual. Like you said, it's not an open line. This is not the way he normally does it. Uh, and it takes a bit to sort of get into that mental state. And that's 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 his first uh, that's his first like impression is like he's getting into the state and he's just seeing the desert and he's like hallucinating. Mm. But it's like the desert, right? And it's and he sees oil vein. He sees Snoot. And did he see Snoot just jump on oil vein's head and jump off of it, or did he imagine that? Or and then disappear. And disappear and. He's sort of like there, and maybe he does some more, like try to really get into it. And then yeah. you see Snoot's body, but Olvin's head. <laughs> Hello, brother. <laughs> Eat the sand. Um, uh, does he, does this feel like the the um, the not being able to dial the frequency? Does this feel more like it's distance from his homeland? Or it's from his own like mental state. It's on his. Oh, the latter. The so latter. Is, is for not sure. About no, no. It's like he normally sort of falls into this vision, right? Like he just sort of like just splashes into it. It's like jumping into a pool and suddenly he's in it. But here it's like it's like the the, the pool is, sh- is shallow and he's like he's trying to get his consciousness into it, but it's. I think what he's saying is dig into the sand. But he's there having trouble, and and I'm. You could imagine that Scrimcorn does like dig into the sand a little like bit, little like, like a chinchilla, like, as he does wow. as he does some more, and uh, you gotta pee in the sand. And eventually, he does fall into the pool, but it's but it's slow, it's sluggish, it's more like molasses uh, instead like of the water. And he, as he goes bloop, and his consciousness sort of falls into it, he he finds himself gasping for breath in the swamps. Of the mirror of dead men, I remembered it. Um, The mirror of dead men and familiarity is about him. He sees the droopy trees and the brackish just water and the some wildlife and locusts like buzzing by and and uh, he's looking around and then he looks behind him as the familiar sight. Oh, I didn't change oh, the... Oh, familiar. Hang on. I'm familiar. I'm familiar now. It's a slug. Oh. Sluggo. Stop chuckling. A giant banana slug. 
As Scrimcorn sees the three witches standing over him, as he is still like on the ground, like he was, he was like coming out of this water, and he sees the three witches once again: one bald witch, one uh, like dark-skinned witch, and one uh, one shirtless boy witch. As uh, they each man witch, man witch, boy witch. I mean, they always look a bit different each time, but there's just these themes. And uh, he looks up at them, and the uh, dark-skinned witch just says, Why are you here? Um, uh, Scrim immediately uh, uh, comes to a kneel um, and is, uh, is looking down at the ground um, in, in, in like a respectful kind of pose. You have um, found her then, says the bald one. <clears throat> Um, Scrim, uh, is, is, uh, surprised at, at, at the question, and, um, <clears throat> and says, regrettably, no, not yet. Um, and takes a long pause, realizing that he didn't really think how to phrase this, and was just criticizing Baron for his, uh, figuring out the question, and suddenly he's like, oh shit, I didn't do it The boy witch opens his mouth, and a scream comes out. Yeah! Um, uh, <clears throat> Grim, uh, scream or some kind of animal? The noise I just made, whatever you want to call that. Howard Dean. Scrim says, And Scrim just kind of, kind of like how he did before, where he just kind of all of a sudden is just like, spills his guts and like gave, gave like the full report. He just, in, in uh, not being able to figure out a concise question, instead just says, There's a tribe of demon blooded centaurs in. The Shar Desolation. That they look to each other, and he's lo- he's looking down because he's like, oh You're god, so embarrassed. oh god, so embarrassed I'm here. Right. Maybe it could be like, should I lead the hammer away from them or straight through them? No, no, no you keep, you keep um, He he just vomits information. He doesn't know what he was going to um, say. Is he talking yeah. about the hammer? This isn't Dan not. This isn't Dan not knowing. No, yeah. this isn't Dan. This is and he and he says there's a tribe <clears throat> enslaved by minotaurs <clears throat> working with dark magics to control them. And then and then he's like, I don't know, uh, I can like, phrase it better. He says, <clears throat> And uh, is Snowbane in this camp? <clears throat> uh, no. No. She is not. And he... Ah! Um... <laughs> says the boy witch again. <laughs> he said, um, uh, and then, and then he says, um... <clears throat> he's just uh, sitting on something unclear. Why haven't you found her yet? <clears throat> I thought perhaps... Uh, a, a member of the centaur peoples had had cried out for your help, <laughs> and he, even saying this, is not happy with his uh, with his with his scrambling his for a, his scrambling for yes his his poor presentation. <laughs> they look to one another and uh, they say, "If you need." If you are needed for our designs, you will be called, you will be told. Says, you have your mission, you have not completed it. When will it be done? Um, uh, real quick, as, we are very as busy. character knowledge, um, we yeah. had heard there was a connection between Deep Mascar and Snowbane, right? There was a... Uh, uh, yes. Last was a, sighting was... We had ago. seen there was a sighting there. The most recent uh, The most story. recent one, yes. Um, story about her helping people. He says, um, he says, I have a lead 
on where she may be. I shall depart. I should. De- I shall depart there immediately. And and why are you here? <clears throat> what has he brought you to us? Um. <clears throat> I wanted to be sure that the that the centaurs had not were not part of any plan of. What does he even call you? Did you? He doesn't say like you guys. Um, you can be plural. Of yeah, of, you. Of, Y'all. of the of the witches. Y'all. He, he, wanted, he, wasn't, I, he wasn't. That wasn't his, his confusion. Yeah, he's at, he's I, I wasn't. Uh, I wanted to be sure that the centaurs weren't did not have any part in your plans. Uh the boy witch again, and then he speaks. It says, "It is not your place." to ask clarification from us. You have your mission. You overstep your bounds. This was a mistake. <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh um, says, if you are not capable of completing your mission, we will find another. Whoa. Put it on the best, right? So says um, Morton. I mean, uh, Scrim, um, he says, says, you are nothing. We have more of you. Yes, I, I understand. It, it will be done. And, and then uh, hit the exit button. The, the, <laughs> the, bald, the bald witch just steps forward and places her hand on uh, Scrim and just shoves him backwards hard, and he slams into the brackish water and wakes up feeling slammed hard into the sand. Snoot's licking your face. Oh god! Scrim says, "Thank you, Snoot." <laughs> He turned to look at him. He turned to look at him and he's gone. Never leave me! Um, You are, brother. um, He says, we need to get to Deepen Mascar immediately. (laughs) Fuck these centaurs. What? (laughs) What? Um, That's it. Fuck these centaurs. Fuck these centaurs. Name of the podcast. Um, and, uh, And, like, quickly gathers up and just, like, hurriedly just... Like shuts his stuff into his little satchel, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> let's go back. And uh, starts hiking back. Does it take long? As when you come back, Drewston, who's in the room, he's gathered everybody. Says, "I know we're all of divided minds and divided hearts, but we are a family, nay, just a group of strangers anymore." Well, I say we leave it up to a vote of whether we stay and help the centaurs or go about our original task. Um. Uh. Scrumcorn, have you learned from your masters? He says, aye. From your masters. And, uh. Aye. Can I, can I, really quick, right before, between these two, because it's relevant. Mock says, I agree, Drusen. A vote, but let it be two votes. One vote, can we make the difference? And another, are we willing to? Well, first then, do you feel if we stayed, we could make a difference? I say I. Mark says I. Of course we can. I. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Should we stay? Um, uh, he, uh, 
So this is basically right when he gets back from yeah, going to the witches. Yeah, you're coming in and they're um, together. Uh, and Scrim says, uh, No, we should depart. And, uh, and, yeah. I vote we stay and help. I think, I think we should go. I mean, we weren't even supposed to be here in the first place. Mock looks to Baron, and it's obvious to all of you that he'll vote whatever way Baron says. When he, when Scrim sees, uh, uh, no, he, he, he doesn't say anything yet. Mm. <laughs> it's frankly risk versus reward at this point. I mean, help these people, do a good deed, maybe. Uh, or, you know, fall in the process, which is a very real possibility, apparently. Happened one time already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Master Dwarf, what's your vote? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like clearly, I'm not itching to go, but I'm not exactly in it. But I'm torn about leaving them as well. Mm. So I'm torn. Okay. If I could abstain, I might. Bear just steps forward. Um. And uh, the look on her face is um, a little more sober, grave perhaps. Um, and she says, You all know me. I am not afraid of battle. I am not afraid of dying. But in this case, that is not why I say we should fight. That is true. I believe we will win. And I believe, as we have always done, we will find a way to succeed. Where the odds may seem impossible. That is what we do. We achieve the impossible. We have done so many times. But this time, I do not know how many of you know the nature of the relationship between the Goliaths and the Giants. It is not unusual, in fact quite common, for the Giants to attempt to kidnap and enslave, indeed, the Goliath people to dig out their caves or their tunnels, or just to make sport of them until death. I see some of that in this moment, and it turns my stomach in a way I cannot explain. It seems wrong, deep within me, to leave these people to die without trying. So you what we fight. Ah, uh, Drustin votes we fight, you say we should go, you say we should go, what have you, Morph? He gets a vote, I don't even know him. Well, it's a good point. <laughs> Morph's feet is tied up in with the rest of us. He yeah. helped out in defending our, uh, snowbane skift, put his life on the line, and if we stay, he'll be forced to stay, if we go, he'll come with us. He gets a vote. Aye. I have no... Might not count as much for much, but I'd like to hear it anyway. <laughs> I have no... fond feelings for the centaurs. They were my captors. They slew my mercenaries, who were the best mercenaries money could buy. But... 
your uh, your companion is right. It does seem wrong to leave them. After all, promises were not made, but they were implied. And what is a dwarf if he is a not a dwarf of his word? Dwarf mm. oh, going for the dwarven honor. Oh, great for the honor. Dwarven jugular. Yeah, that's just nasty. Did Cal just say what is Honda? What is Honda? Is Justin saying that? No, uh, that is Kevin. Also, I will say if Kevin, Kevin were what voting, are you doing here? Get out, uh, get Kevin kind of wants to get to Mascar, but I feel like it's true to Drewston to stay here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, man. And if other Kevin would vote, he would definitely vote. Yeah, yeah. Help Kevin out him and his well, Kevin his dad wanted to take us to take him away. Yeah, I mean, yes, his dad was very explicit about what he oh, wanted. Oh, we're taking him away. Yeah, yeah, I'm not 100% sure he'd want us to go back away because he has a ticket to safety if we leave. Sure. That's not guaranteed. I, I don't think it's implied that we did um, him. Right. Uh, no, I... No. Yeah, no. I got Scrim, uh, Scrim looks to, uh, looks to mock. <clears throat> um... And, uh, says, do you have any say? Says, and he interrupts him and he says, and, uh, I'm sure a donation to the rebuild of Hawks Regalia in my name could be had if we hastened our journey to Deep Amaska. Whoa. Mark says, uh, he says, uh, well, you mean to scream, buy your, your, your donations are always appreciated, and I'm confident I'll find a way to secure that money one way or the other. But, he says, uh, yeah, you know I'm shit when it comes to deciding what's good for others. I looked at my cousin on this. Uh, Jason does now say, cousin, yeah, you've received two direct messages from Morden in the last day alone, three in the last few days. I can I say I'm a of good faith myself, Morid and Nay seem happy with my decisions of late. But what what do you see Moradin saying here? I mean, Moradin's well is clearly we get on with the business of helping the holes. His, he has no designs upon these centaurs, and I doubt he cares much about them. His, in, his inclinations have mainly always been for the dwarven people. So, ah, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy going out and helping others because I think it makes the world a better place, but I think there may just be too much at stake here. Uh, they clearly are outnumber us many, many times. We could drop spells on them from afar, but a stray bolt sinks the balloon, us with it, and that's the end of the, the tale, and the holds continue to be plagued. Uh, and Morden finds another. <laughs> and Morden finds another, and... And I don't know what that means for me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I read much too much into that. Ah. Uh, He'll rip the life from your body that he gave back to you. I, 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 I think, I think we go. That's that's my vote. If the cleric of Moradin says go, I would, I would go with him. Closing mark. Your vote with Ben. He says. And, he, and his facial expression is like as candid as Mark always is. He says, "Of course. Why? Why would you know any better than Moradin himself? 
I've not heard an argument, nor have I been convinced either ways. Nor do I know, he says, but to me. These centaurs, aggressors against our people with no provocation, I am glad to be rid of them. And if they are to win, may they win on their own strength and actually have some pride in themselves. And if they die, well, may they gather strength to overcome their bonds at some point in the future, or never at all. Then it is decided. And he gives a heavy sigh. He says, I'll have given Kastia the Nightcrawler whistle. I thought they could use it to create some sort of ruse by raising the pure blood or two. Does anybody have anything else they'd be willing to give these rebels to get them, give them a fighting chance? Are they still here or they left? Uh, no, they're still here. <laughs> yeah, they're getting ready to ride out. Uh, no, they're not getting ready to ride oh. out. Oh. He, she said she would talk amongst her people. Oh, yeah. And it is frankly only like 15 minutes later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I scream corn like, actually, scream corn went like half an hour, half an hour back. So it's probably like an hour later. Um, yeah. Um, so. Says, Castria, I give him some food. Castria, I think we'll be Castria on our calls way. up. Okay. To, uh, Mock will meet her. Yeah. Yeah, Mock will meet her. He's been a little bit of a uh, point he's of contact. Standing up on the balcony, or would he, like, come down before the conversation? He, he's on the point. He is on the balcony. He, yeah. he is resolved, and he is on the balcony. He says, We have come to an agreement. He says, Speak. She says, If you will fight with us, then, naturally, we will fight. But if you will not, then we will make a run for the border. Mark. says, Perhaps it could be some time until the Masters learn of what happened last night. Perhaps it could buy us the time that we need. He says, it's our only plan. Anything else? Mark says, well met. He says, you have truly taken command. And we are also resolved. We will depart. He says, if this consigns your fate, to death, we would not prefer that. But we do not feel beholden to your people who were aggressors upon us from our first minutes here in this land. If there is something we can give that will hasten your journey, let us know. But beyond that, we wish you well and hope for no further aggression between our peoples ever. She says, we could use rations and some basic supplies. Says if we do not have to stop to hunt, we can make better time. Uh, you will have them. Baron had considered this because he wasn't quite sure which way we were going to go. So <laughs> he was like prepared... halfway through a ritual. <laughs> uh, no, he had prepared the spell to create food and water. So yeah. uh... it's a party sub. Yep, it's a party. It's a party sub. It's no, it's half ball pork. Half ball pork. Just like literal ball porks, they can. No, it's not as big as I thought it was. Yeah, enough to sustain up to 15 humanoids or five steeds. So I don't know what that counts for a centaur. <laughs> one steeds. and a half. They're steeds. Yeah. They're steeds. Yeah, so, um... Their bodies He conjures as far that. As, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's a third level, so that's, you know, instead of a fireball today. So he's only doing one of those. How many, um, how many are there in their party? Decisions made. 25, 6, 30. Um... So 20, you said twenty. After the uh, after the some that were able to recover from uh, their wounds, mm. uh, but others that had been originally walking and have since perished, for they had uh, their own wounds that were less visible. 
Uh, there are 22. Yeah. Uh, so Baron casts create food and water, and then if, if they're steeds, that's good enough for five of them. And even if he blew all his thirds and his fourth, that wouldn't be enough to feed all of them. But it's for the 24 hours, so, you know, it's for a meal. Last hunting required. Scrim, uh, seeing this, um, uh, nods, nods to Baron, um, I mean, a mess of good berries would go a long way. Yeah, I know. Okay. My icy heart melts. Um, <laughs> and, uh, good berries, I think, I assume they're the same where they basically can't quite feed a, a huge... Anyway, um... Maybe two of them? Yeah, so he gives, he'll give, uh, 20 good berries to them. Can we ask about a stocked larder that existed on the ship upon departure? Were we were we literally yeah. an empty ship, or did we yeah? Fall? No, no, no. You guys prepared for a long journey, and we've stopped. And you were in Silvery Moon, and you were flush. The, na- the nature of like the decision, I think, I would say there there'd be opening of that larder a bit here hmm. from us. Decision. Yeah. yeah. If everyone's agreeable to basically give them everything that you can spare as far as rations yeah. are concerned, you know, there's supplies that are of inconsequential monetary value to you. Totally. It yeah. creates a need to resupply sooner at a stop, but with the speed that you're blowing I would goes. say, let's, sa- let's satisfy what they need. Yeah. Uh, if we can. I mean, if we're, not, if we're not under duress, we can get crappy food and boring water. We won't die. Yeah, and I don't think anyone here really gives a shit if it's not, like, uh, average. And when we land, we can hunt. Mm-hmm. Plus, those that voted to assist oh, yeah. them are probably no, I think that's a great idea. assistant. That, uh, yeah. Jason um, helps give out food and water supplies. All right. So, yes, the uh, larder is opened and generously... I mean, what they only what they need, which is a lot, because yeah. it's 22 essentially sure, steeds. Uh, I like Baron. that your spell clarifies steeds. Yeah. That's cool. I'm going to yeah. removes five days of rations from his equipment. I'm gonna assume Kevin has been out with them this whole time, rather yes. than on the ship. Yeah. So Jason finds Kevin. Nice. And he says, uh, Kevin, so really we promised your pa that we would take you to a safer land. Uh, I, uh, I kinda know what will happen when we try to cross the border if you're on the ship. But if you're willing to risk it, we'll have you aboard. What say you? Uh, uh, he nods like. Uh, yeah. vigorously and he says he says that would be the much safer way to go aboard the uh, the twin the balloons the, tw- the twin balloons that bring death yes that's the name of it then <laughs> then that's the her, safer option then you have to I'll come aboard now we're going to be launching soon and he looks up uh, the ladder to the only way oh, to get yeah. into the balloon and he says how do I get up oh we'll lower a rope for him um, give him a hand badge <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, he'll... Uh, and there's floating disc. Walk over, just mm-hmm. fly on him. Nice. A flying... He says, Onga! And Onga lands on his shoulder. Two big owl wings from... Pegasus a, a, and... Uh, so away Pegasar. From his uh, body come out. To can he get through a door? door? I don't think he can get the door. No, that he's big. gonna live it's on the door. door. It's a double door. door. Can he go on the balcony? Okay. Yeah. He, can he, he can get in just fine. With all okay. these broken windows. Also, the windows are all broken. Through. Through. <laughs> it's breezy inside. We it is now. Uh, yeah, and, and it moves quickly Although through the air. Although Grunbar was, was like, bar healing it, so. But yeah. Now, I don't think it's... Blast is way too big to break. Blast is way too big. Yeah. Bending is 10 feet. Oh, it is. 10 feet tops. Uh, no, 1 feet by 1 foot. That's what it is? Yep. 1 square foot? I thought it was one, 1 foot break. Did I say 10 feet? Yeah, yeah. I, didn't. Yes, I wasn't thinking ten feet. I was, I was thinking like, ten inches. Um, yeah. But yeah, one, one foot by one foot. 
And and Morph did a, a bunch of extra yeah. uh, uh, oh, sort yes. of mundane repairs as well. Morph did a bang up job for the yeah. time he had. And uh, but the windows are unique. Yeah, we've got some yeah. boards across them and stuff. Yeah, like that for now. Mork sealed off a few of them basically by putting boards over and then casting mending to right. sort of like fill in the blanks with like just to like reduce the wind. Mm. Um, but it's like a shoddy job. It's, it's just like effects. magical, like it's like drag. You're reducing drag. <laughs> yeah, just wind breaking. Not a nice sweater, but a windbreaker. Someone pointed out the same thing that we originally did. The way I flavored Bear Jaw doing it, so you can use mending over and over again. But the spell is actually pretty specific. Did you that- call Grumbar Bear Jaw again? Yes, yeah. you did. Drink, 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 drink. drink. coffee. Yeah, you need it. You get some drunk coffee. Grumbar was playing his bongos and pulling up, but the spell is uh, pretty uh, explicit about yeah. the fact that it mm-hmm. can only repair a break that is no more than. One square foot. Oh, so and you can't so that, build that, a boat. in my interpretation, yeah. I think when Sam and I read it together, yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, we yeah. looked at it and it, it, we both did not interpret it as oh, it fixes one foot of the break. It's like no. if right. the break is more than yeah. one foot by one foot, mending the cantrip. Which is why we needed materials. So if you yeah. could repair some of it mundanely, so that the yeah. remaining break is only one foot by one foot, uh, potentially then, it could work. Then you can sort of fill in the gaps. But we still yeah. needed more materials, and so we were using. We had to strike down the ballista. Yeah, we were able to make a little more progress. Anyway, that's our interpretation. I mean, mending is obviously one of yeah. those spells that's not. Yeah. Terribly mechanically important, but that was our interpretation. It's a little more interesting if there's some damage you got to go to a town to face. Yeah, yeah. Even with your. All magic. right. Should we give out the rations? I've and given them night color as so a the night color whistle. We're leaving it with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not like you were time. ever going to be able to use it. I this party know. Anyways. I thought now that Baron and I like that every time Jerusalem would reach into his pack, Baron just like eyeing him. Mm, okay. All right. Oh, it's the brick. All right, okay. <laughs> Baron was so relieved when he threw the whistle down to the dragon. Uh, so disappointed when he picked it back up. Cool. We can uh, just keep uh, that. that will come in handy. Ah. Uh, all right. So we set up. We launch. Can I make Goodbye. Uh, you want your mini back? Alright. Ah! So it's like Earth midday, wind. would you say, when we launch? Because we started to sleep really late. Really early in the morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's like mid afternoon. Yeah. You woke up at noon. We went to bed at like three. Yeah, you're getting up at like yeah. noon. Yeah, you woke up at essentially noon, is what I said, and then, and then it's been. Um, yeah, it's, it's been time a couple to... hours to do this. I mean, it's one hour for screen yeah. just to go out and back. So, yeah, it's been a couple hours. So you're setting off at like 3 p.m.-ish. Yeah. And uh, the centaurs do the same, and they're heading the same direction as you. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, they, you know, doing a little bit of conferring before they leave, and, yeah, they say that they'll head the same direction because at least, uh, you know, the balloon is yeah, strikes fear into the same that would come for them, so heading the same path that you're going, perhaps a little more... Uh, yeah. Uh, Effective. Protection. Although before they leave, Justin does run around and take the magic mouth off those cacti. Yeah, he has to remove it, otherwise yeah. it stays forever. <laughs> forever. Be, uh... Do you get the uh, the Jade dust back? No. Oh, it's a shame. I know. It's worth it. <laughs> He's like, tell me about it. 
Remember when you couldn't read Samananga for a really long time? Yeah, oh my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> and she like she died, died immediately after a, she It was a cast. huge deal. It was like, yeah, because I spent gone. my only like extra 10 gold pieces on incense yes. in the first Guys, place. Yes, I think that was huge. That is the first time I think the party has intentionally left somebody in need. The Swan Bells. No. Well, I guess we did help the Swan Bells. We were traveling by balloon from uh, Oak. Ongo went to help. Yeah, Dresden helped. He did help, and like Anga died. Like, uh, for sure, there's been differences of opinions. I'm just saying, like, the group has always intervened. It seems to me. Yeah. Unless, no, I love, unless I'm I wrong. I love that. So, this was a, a little bit of a, a awesome in, in a way. We gave him some bread and water, some magic berries, and some apples, and said, and, uh, you guys are going to do great. And then yeah. necromantic. <laughs> both, gods were consulted. <laughs> hey, both gods were consulted, and Bear just spoke on it. Yeah. Like, what about that? Amazing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll come back and check on them. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, you know what time it is. Time to get ill? Time to fall in love? I mean, let me hear that sound. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Welcome to Thursday. Yeah! <laughs> what time is it? The time for our, our one of our most classic and iconic uh, tracks, which is the air travel uh, track. Oh. We the music. To, we also need to fall in love. I was just talking about Let's so yeah, this is obviously a good narrative break, uh, a good time for people to take a bio break if you need it. We'll, then we'll probably just go straight to the end. We only have about an hour and forty-five minutes left. Yeah, wow. Um, till the original yeah, six p.m. Fast. time. It does go fast. Um, and uh, let's do around the table of our second question of the evening. The podcast yeah. normally doesn't get to hear the answer to these our thirty-six You're questions. Right. Because we do it before the gameplay starts. Because I mean, the podcast always miss out on the pre-game. Because we don't want the podcast listeners to fall in love with us. Yeah. Which so, is, which but is this why will be... I was like, so excited when I found the live streams. I was because like, wait, get, there's more banter? You get the banter beginning and after? Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, question number five, which will go around the table. And as we said, another roll of the inspiration die, just to re-up that. Woo! Treat it as a new session, awesome. kind of. So the next question is, when did you last sing to yourself to someone else? Sing to yourself, or, question, or to part, part one, and to someone else, part two. Um, Baron. 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 Wait, do, do you do the wrong roll, though? I'm sorry, the that was one. the wrong roll. Oh, it does, it's not enough people. Uh, we, we gotta do the D8. We gotta do the D8. What if it's a one? And it's better yeah. than word it's oh mock again. Do I seem like an asshole because I called the one off so I could get the dice back? I mean, doesn't matter to me. I'll take you it. You were the most vocal about really wanting that die, oh, that oh diamond God, in front hilarious. of you. But you used it. If you hadn't yeah. used it after calling, you see what I'm saying? Immediately. Yeah. Uh, I'm, because Kevin will never get it again. <laughs> <laughs> never. And, and so there's an idea that I had earlier this session, and I, I wonder if we want to spend a session trying this out sometime. Please. Because, you know, we don't use inspiration a ton. We could try for a session doing something where every time the inspiration is used, we roll the character die and just immediately Ooh, another person gets inspiration. I like that. I, 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 and the I DM is included that in that. I did that. I the DM is included in that role. I, I think it only yeah. benefits us by creating better, better, better story. So it's just 
Because it's it's randomly essentially another person can get advantage on. And like thing. mine, mine didn't actually have an impact on the overall roll. It was both fails. Yeah. But it definitely encouraged me to do something better. I yeah. might have been more conservative it, with my play. It adds a little. Uh, it adds a little randomness, which is fun in D and D because it's a big cornerstone of D and D. It adds a little. Um, it encourages you to use it earlier because you'll get more players using it. Yeah. And you get a little bit of risk when the DM gets it. Yes. You know, one in six or one in seven times. I, I like that I a lot. I would personally. say the one the one issue is that. In that case, people could just be using inspiration all the time. They will. It would yeah. basically yeah. bounce. It could be like players. literally every roll. It could role. be excessive. It could be like okay, yeah. if that happens, it, we'll change then it. Scrim it, then it, it, it then it won't. Lock. But Sam, it won't do that. Oh, that's yeah. true. The chances of that are extremely low. Land. Most be, likely, it's going to be about one advantage per round on average. Yeah. Maybe some. I'm sure the probability yeah. pulls out to something like one point two. And there are sessions where you go heavy narrative, and there's like one dice yeah. roll of that session. Anyway, yeah. not for today, but let's let's consider just trying that for a session. And yeah, if it goes where it's like, man, it's like every other roll has an advantage, inspiration is too much, then we know it would be impossible to calculate the odds of seven people in a row each passing out. Yeah. Oh yeah, probability is just a impossible. completely unknown yeah. math at this point in it's, time in um, human like history. There's so many times I would roll for it. Anyways. I would roll with it starting now, but we can do next session. Yeah, I'd be up for starting now. You want to just drive for the rest of yeah. this session? I think inspiration. Actually, yeah, there's a couple reasons why that will work. Fun. Let's just do that. We're doing it. All right. Um, okay, so but let's go around, starting with Mock. When did you last sing to yourself? To someone else. Uh, Mock sings to himself at the forge every time he's on the forge. There's dwarven, low dwarven, think, think Gregorian chants. And I really should get on some of my language uh, on that. Uh, Kel's here. Man, she's done some great inspirational things with like dwarven language, so I just got to figure that out. Um, singing to someone else. So when Dwarf was, when Mock was a young lad of 40, 42 years old, there was a sweet red-haired maiden that, uh, that bewitched him amongst his studies of the, uh, studies of low-grade sapphires and the, and, and, and the greatest techniques for drawing value and luster from their mm, mediocre, uh, mediocre structures, and he was pulled from his studies and did sing to her. He was repuffed, and he has never sent some to another maiden or man since. The red-haired maiden, did you say? Mm, sapphires are nice, but I'm partial to rubies. <laughs> Those words still so ring in his ears today. So he's never sung to anyone since then. Since then, it's right. been a hundred years. Dwarves are fair <laughs> He sung, uh, I, he sung with others, but not to anyone. All right. All right. So the last time Berja sang to two other people, that's more recent, um, would be during the drinking and carousing session uh, right before we left the tomb of Eternal Summer. Uh, it's it's what you do. It's a it's a cultural thing. You sing around the fire. You know, you do your your drinking songs right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that counts, I think, as, as singing to people. Um, usually, Goliath drinking songs center around the party that you're that you're in, or your tribe, or you specifically. You can sing about yourself. That's not considered gauche. Um, as long as it's good. It has to be a good story. Uh, and sometimes they're specific to like more like folktale-esque stuff, like Snowbane sne- like, sneaks in there occasionally within the songs of various Goliath tribes because it's, you know, it's a, it's a good subject matter. It's like singing about um, Paul Bunyan or something. You know, it's like, oh yeah, you know, everyone loves that one. And everyone's like, you know, one-upping each other about like, oh, the story gets a little body, you know. 
the tails get get a you know big laugh or, or like groans you know things like that. Um, she doesn't have much of a singing voice, and Goliath. That's good because Goliath singing is generally more like chanty. Uh, you know, it's more like kind of just spoken in in a rhythm to some music, um, which is not quite the same thing as like melodic tunes. As far as to herself, I don't know if she ever has. It does. It just doesn't. It's not a thing. It's, it's just for not show. really a thing you do. It's, it's a performance it's thing. It's, it's, you know, there's really, maybe to practice, but not really in a meaningful sense. Totally different between you two. Yeah. Alrighty. So Drumbar. <laughs> well, I was singing to myself before you walked up to ask that question. And then when you were in earshot, I was singing to you. <laughs> he is a bard, after all. <laughs> I am literally a bard. Just wonderful. Uh, Oil Vane, the last time he sang to himself Probably uh, when he was in uh, Skullport, and uh, the last time he sang his song was probably also when he was in Skullport. Like he hasn't, I think he hasn't really thought about music or hasn't had a chance to think about music because he constantly has the sound of like deep speech in his head. Oh god, oh, that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> what? So what a horrible always, reason. He can always hear. He's basically speech. schizophrenic. Oh. Yeah, and so he has to kind of tune it out, but then like he doesn't never alone. If, it doesn't like try to he can't really listen to music in that way either. Or he can't appreciate it the same way. So he his he's either kind of like far away or actively listening to that sound, but he just can't like making tones or is that like musical? It's, no, it's, he, he doesn't. He just doesn't. It's like it. tinnitus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Stuff. He kind of can't ghosts. appreciate music Mom. the same way. Like before, it was like limericks and sea shanties. It was school. Yeah. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them were juvenile kid stuff, but not since then. Has he since he left? Alrighty. Uh, Drewson's always had a high voice, and when he was a child, he was trained in the boys' That's dwarven right. choir. Wait, we established right. this before. Yeah, yeah, and he, his mother thought that angelic voice of his would get him much accolade in his life. Um, in puberty, his voice dropped only a little. Uh, however, uh, he sang to himself when he was uh, a day ago. When he was attempting to focus on the the lights in order to get that weave jump going, um, last time he sang uh, someone else was a it's a point in the night on his date with Gary when uh, he felt <laughs> moved to move to song, sing a little song. I know more. He saw the, the moon was shining down during a walk through one of the flowering parks with petals raining down. He starts singing and then he stops and says, I'm sorry, the mood just overtook me. I needed to get that song out. Gary was impressed. Beautiful. Um, That's great because to contrast that, Scrim's life was basically like an animal, wild animal living in the wilderness Combined with like a movie where someone is like raised from birth to be an assassin, like sure, yeah. not that he's an assassin, but in oh, terms of like his whole life has been an has been training. It's so, like that, that like show Hannah mm-hmm. with like Jane Goodall and the gorillas. As, exactly, it's a perfect combination. And so, Evil gorillas. Uh, so uh, <laughs> as sad as uh, as sad as I, he probably has, doesn't talk about this, so this wouldn't be a thing that I, mean, I guess maybe it's come up in conversation that. Um, um, I don't think that Scrim has ever sung to anyone else, and 
I don't think he has even really attempted to sing to himself. Not as a like, I must not do that. Just like uh, never occurred to him. Follow the coyote. He, can, he does not consider that song. Right. Question. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That would yeah. be. That would be because there's a, because there's a purpose. Hey. Sure. Speaking right over. It is the call of the coyote, not right. the song of the coyote. Right, because there's a purpose to that. It's to warn others, to establish territory, sure. to scare others, or something like that. Um, so if someone said, oh, the, the, the buzzing of the fireflies is like a song, he'd be like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, that's territorial. That's right. All right. Yeah, hold on there just for a moment. Okay. He knows what the birds are singing about. Oh. A banquet. And... Baron. Baron. <laughs> um, so, uh, the dwarven rituals are all, I mean, part of them, like, when he, when he casts spells, like, briefly, it's usually just a brief phrase or an expression or something like that, but whenever he has to cast a ritual, uh, there's usually a lot of words that are sung, but they're usually, you know, said kind of in a, in a, in a sort of a melodic tone along with them as well. A lot of what my imaginations for sort of the dwarven religion stuff kind of comes from sort of the Hebrew traditions. So they kind of have like their chants and stuff like that. Um, so you could say the last time he sung like to himself. Like cantors? A little bit, yeah. So like the last time officially would probably would have been when he just barely asked Morden like, what should I do? Because that was the last ritual he did. Um, and other ones would have been like church services uh, or like religious services rather. But then other casual ones, he would have definitely sung more popular little children's nursery rhymes to his kids when they were young. Mm. And Cute. so occasionally one of those will just going to get stuck in his head. And he doesn't like full on belt it out, but he might, you know, hum or kind of say a little chorus line every once in a while so he gets some tunes stuck in his head. But it's not a thing he does a lot. Morph? Morph. Um, frequently sings to himself when he is tinkering. Uh, he also frequently sings to himself when he is brewing. Uh, so probably the last time he sang to himself was when he was tinkering in camp after um, after setting up camp with the uh, with the mercenaries who then were all killed by centaurs. Um, last time he sang to someone was probably when he was all the way back at home. He would sometimes sing with and to um, patrons of his father's tavern establishment. All part of the sort of dwarven entertainment culture. Have a beer, sing some body songs back and forth, crack a few jokes, etc. Alright, thank you everybody for that. Great answers. I did not expect that question to be so revealing. I, mean, neither. Uh, I, I, I feel like that. three or maybe four thirty-sixth in love with you guys. That's what I. <laughs> hey, that to me sounds like progress. Yeah. I'll take my ice. Uh, I put Morden's exact words. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. In, Thank oops, you. I misspelled Baldrick. Mm. Like, does Morden <laughs> sing to people? Baron Balfour. Yeah, the, the singing of Balfour. Obviously, no, your name was supposed to be Much Balfour. more... Morden's like, wait, you're a Baron Balfour? It's because Whoa. these questions... It's because the 36 questions are areas that we have never covered right. before. Mm-hmm. Or if we have, it's just one character. But. Okay, so... Eggplant, nice. I'm going to have an eggplant today. <laughs> uh, in the air... 
Mock feels like the weight of this decision immediately departs. He's like, sweet, out of here. What's next? Uh, first day of travel uh, finds you still in the desert at the end of the day, uh, and following Grumbar's plan, uh, you set down with a couple hours of, uh, of flight capability left in the uh, in the old engine mm-hmm. there, in case you do need to. I love how Essen's the guy who figured out we shouldn't like continue to tap ourselves out and get fucking caught in the crib. Was it Essen that said that? Yeah, yeah. he told me. Oh, that's right, it was Essen. So yeah, following Essen's plan. Yeah, yeah. so set down with a couple hours of flight left. You know, uh, well, you say this thing can fly for twelve hours out of the day. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what we said. Yeah, it's more than eight. So yeah, for so for you know, mm-hmm. set down after ten hours of travel, which also after ten hours of travel, based on your late departure, puts you like darkly <laughs> midnight yeah. anyway. Um, so maybe that would have just been a good idea anyway. So we're gonna have to reset that. Song. Yeah, you set down. Uh, I got yeah. I have yeah. one less. Huh? I'm just reminding him because we got to, we got to the evening. Yeah. Get another night. Greg, yeah. we don't have to role play this, but that first day, uh, Drew Sim is spent it interviewing Kevin about his life and just taking notes that he can later oh. put it in a relevant. Of course, yeah, no, and, and Drew Sim's learning a lot. Yeah. About. Uh, but the culture of this centaur tribe and how it works, and a lot of it revolves around fear of the, the masters. Of, of the masters. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it revolves around that, and Kevin has witnessed the ritual. It's a big public ritual where uh, the chieftain with the uh, with the crystal eye um, goes to the, uh, the 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 breeding um, cast of the tribe, and essentially, it's uh, uh, it's nine for every ten. Uh, nine for every ten, essentially centaur that will be born into the tribe is uh, uh, is cursed with the demon blood, and then uh, one is allowed to be born as a uh, as a Maybe. as another future master, um, and that's just how they do it. And um, yeah, so he's seen this ritual and that. So they they all see how they are made uh, in this in this ritual and what they might have been. Yeah. And that, uh, but it's all considered, for the most part, it's considered I mean, fair, right? Yeah, you know, you you get some get lucky. That's how, over much of history, it's you just sort of accept your sure. lot in life. This is a stable society that has existed for a while. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah. I was just thinking if you were to recruit Kevin to be Doom of the Donkey, essentially. I know. Really I thought about it. <laughs> I'm Kevin the Centaur. Are you curious yeah. about? It? So he's towing it. On. And. Uh, you know, on the second day, uh, actually, it takes till the dawn of the third day yeah. to actually get out. As you're going a little less travel to reserve some of the. Uh, Are we keeping pace with the centaurs on foot? No, you're way out running. Okay. Yeah, they. Way, yeah, way, we're way. not worried about. You that. go twice. You, your balloon can travel twice as far as horses can in a day. Yeah. Did we pass the camp? Out of forced more out like we went a, a different direction. Different direction. Okay. Then we an exhausting. Yeah, centaurs are probably dead now. Okay. Yeah. Or do you go uh, a different direction from the camp? Yes. Yeah. As we get close to the border, Jason says. Uh, well, Kevin, uh, uh, I know Nary will affect the border will have upon you if you feel at all in, Unwell. in danger of your life. If your crystal-eyed master has some sort of hook on your soul, let us know when you land. Could that happen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I can get real. I hadn't considered this. Do I have to? And he looks out, and he starts like panicking, looking out. You Stopping around as you see the like the trees of the next mile. Calm, calm the forest. Uh, uh, he brings him some calming tea. <laughs> it's drugged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Heard good the brewer. map. 
per the map, the thing that's next is literally the underchasm? No, no, that's that's to the east. We're going north. Not north. Oh, we're going north. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, Skycliff cool, is cool. north. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. You're not going over the underchasm. Okay. Okay. Let's land here. Yeah, you were close to it. That would get us the question. What does Morph want? Yeah. Yeah, do you want to get dropped off? That goes for you too, Kevin. Once we're past the <laughs> desert... So you cross the threshold and the, uh, nothing happens to Kevin. Oh, that's great news! You really gave me a panic! That was oh, a unnecessary panic! Maybe it's a delayed <laughs> reaction. Could that happen? Yes. Oh, that's great! Uh, Kevin, you can carry on with us, uh, or if you see an especially inviting area land, perhaps a nice forest with some brooks and stuff. I mean, I'd prefer to drop more. I can carry on with with you? No, I, 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 let's find a nice town or something and let's drop him off. That's what I mean, until we find a safe spot. Trust me, Kevin. Being or we can is just, not a when we camp for the option. night somewhere, you can go scamper off. Our duty to your father is very fulfilled. Conflicted about he this. Looks at Mock. He for sure doesn't look at Mock for sympathy. Yeah, that's not Mock's not right. at all. No, he's just looking around. He's not looking for sympathy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding he's yeah. just looking around, and then he just. Scrim looks away from everyone and says, "It's going to be a while before we find a place safe with civilization for a demon-blooded centaur." <laughs> and he just sits down. Perhaps if we give him wig. Feel nary alerty, Kevin. We'll find a safe spot for you that uh, does not include traveling with us, for we've learned that is nay safe. But it is exciting. With wide open spaces that you can run around. That is a fear of books. Hi, <laughs> you morph. Where, where, what's right. your aim? We'll take a quick break because I'm sure Finn wants to say hi to everybody. Hi, Finn. Hi, Finn. Hey, bud. Yeah. You had a good day? Yeah. Good. Can I shake you? Hey, why is there a little different cup? <laughs> a little different. Oh, that's different. his dice which cup. <laughs> that dice cup right there? Which cup? Which cup? That cup. That's you're, just a drink. That's yeah, alcohol. You're just farther away. It's, it's, it's a drink. It looks like small because you're far away from it. Yeah, I'm gonna shake you, okay? That's what it feels like to drink that drink. Nice thing. Whoa, I'm loving the room. That's amazing. That's on camera. Have you done that before? No. No, that was new. That's new. Don't touch the kids. That's oh, that's all alcohol in there, so you can't go in there. That's all grown up. Sorry, honey. Not for you. I'm giving you that. He likes to supply beer. There's such a. We could be a bartender when he grows up. Well, I mean, we've. Remember what you said? We need a rich investment, yeah. so we're getting there. Yeah, that's a good idea. I gave him a whole bod. I gave you a whole bod. Oh, yeah, so kind. Thanks, buddy. Enabler. So generous. All right. We're going to keep playing now, okay? Mwah. Love good you. Good to see you, Finn. See you, Finn. Have fun. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 Have a good dinner. Where do you go to Nene's house? Okay. Nice. Go oh, have fun at Nene's. Say hi to Nene's. Bye. A cooler? All right, you can go. We're gonna continue now, buddy. Go. Head off with Grandma. Bye. Bye, Finn. Yeah. Good to see you, bud. Dan, remember, you have a whole bottle. <laughs> Don't forget, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. And a small cup. <laughs> I thought he meant the dice cup. That's okay. I thought he did too, because he said a different I got cup. A big bottle of beer and small, small cup. cup. All right. Sorry, so we cut off right in the middle of conversation there, but uh, the the pace of a four-year-old is mm-hmm. unstoppable. Uh, 
Continue mid-sentence. Worf, what, uh, what's right. your intentions? I mean, should we... Where do you hail from again? I hail from Eastriff on the other side of the Underchasm. I don't think we're oh, going to fly wow. across that, but we might, you know, be going around the top of it. Um, I would be happy to go as, with you as close as, a, as your travels take you towards Eastrift, and then I can make my own way from there. Well, do you may so want to come to Skyclave? Currently heading away from Eastrift. Yeah. As the crow flies. Yeah, let's, As the let's, crow let's flies, but I don't have any way to get through the Underchasm anymore. Right. Um, yes. And Morph explains that these mercenaries he keeps mentioning, um, who were the best that money could buy, were. Boys. Were. Oh. Uh, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Morph voice. Well, these mercenaries that I kept mentioning, uh, they were the best that money could buy, but what I had not mentioned is they are all, they were all dwellers of the Underchasm, and I hired them in order to help me get through the Underchasm. So, and then he turns to Oilvane and basically starts talking to him in Undercommon. They were more of your folk than of their folk. So we were here. We're looking to go to here. Oh, you had to do a lot more east than I expected. Yeah, I, yeah that's where she's from. I'm guessing okay, we're kind I, of coming up and across. I was, I hey. was, I was mistaken. So I, I thought Skyclave yeah. was like basically we north. Down here, so you're you're, good. you're going you're going totally northeast, a little bit more east than north. Maybe we you know wait till it's a bit of a narrower yeah, spot yeah, we can yeah, cross. I would in expect I would expect that because that <laughs> sixty miles is that, yeah, that's yeah. almost sixty this miles across. This would be across. really exciting. Yeah, we do that in a day. Well, you can't get all the way across. We'd have to land all the way. Uh, also, yeah. e- even that, that even that's a bit pretty of a darn risky. Yeah, yeah, we land here for the night, cross over in a day. Could we drop yeah. you off on the road? We send Anga to like check out yeah. how far it is. I mean, we we, we stop you like in this road? town. That's sort of on our way. Yeah, there you go. Clean that's a main road, road down to East. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Could probably what town? What's in that town? Hire a horse or a cart. Dude, I can't say that. Dude, you're Yeah. What are we looking at? What's this? I can about where to drop near language. So, Drustin's got his maps out yeah, from yeah. the Cartographer's Guild. Well, I mean, not all these are towns. This, this is like ruins call, call, of the here, something. Call towns. it a town. It's a town. There's a town there. This one. Heimar. We'll call it Heimar. So, well, this is a keep a dungeon or a. Are we kind of. Uh, oh, so the round ones are so, cities. Guys, there are a gazillion towns yeah, yeah, all over okay. the place, yeah, fair. not on this map. So, if you want to drop. Him on this road, there are yeah. plenty of candidates. We'll plan on dropping. You don't have to go hundreds of miles that way. Just morph off on a, a town on that main road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes us a number of days to get out there, about a Man, week or so. Ton, ton. I think a lot I mean, more than that. I think half of like that is half one of those little black bars is what we can do in a day. Meaning to bring yeah. so at least a week. Sure. So in I know there's some I things I want to do during that time. It takes a time. day or so <laughs> for Mock to simmer down a bit from the the, the really just the intense, like again, the, the intense conflict, the intense. I mean, ethical burden of what the last few it's about uh, an inch and a quarter. In addition to the intense negotiations, like uh, the uh, you know, Mock has been given a little bit of an implicit, an implied. Uh, kind of Over leadership like role there. on a lot of the negotiation right, right, right now, but to there, it's not so something that happens like for free, and, and I think it should be clear to the group that he puts his effort into it, and it is, it is something that he he enjoys and, and he has strong feelings about, but does take a toll on him, but now after like this, this the 36-hour window, as we're calling it, 36, 40-hour window of, of 
36 negotiation with the hand of Ao, discovery of the the witch's kind of fundamental role in the pantheon of the the the, the gods. You know, the liberation of the crypt of Chante, the, the, the kind of the survival of the ambush at the hands of the centaurs, and the liberation, partially, of their people. It's just like, uh, just hyper intense. It's been a long fucking day. Long fucking day. And then, it takes a day or so for Mach to kind of get back to himself, which is a day of still primarily isolation for him. He, mm-hmm. he absconds to his forge for, for, for rhythm, for song. And it's just if you if you catch him, you know, on a smoke sesh, you'll you'll know that those hours are, aren't particularly productive. You know, sometimes he'll find himself literally just ringing hammer against anvil blank, with no metal or purpose in mind. But after after a day or so, it is uh, he is back to his own self and plotting plotting the next uh, the next uh, the next kind of waypoint for their journey and and discussing more with Essen. The uh, the kind of the, the the arcane principles that in effect, and he doesn't waste much time to bend Morph's ear, finding that Morph himself has command of these direct forces and uh, crafting principles that Mach has found so interesting with the uh, with the with the forge, the replicant forge of Dergeddon, and the, and the magic items that they've they've tried to kind of manipulate. But unlike Essen, who is this? Savant master at the end of his life who speaks only in arcane symbols and rhythms, who innately understands and experiences things that Mach would never be able to accomplish. He finds Morph, Morph uh, an extremely accessible resource for explaining some of the principles at hand here. Basically, Morph speaks dwarf when it comes to crafting. And um, Morph is a tinkerer, he's always tinkering. and. I'm sure that at many occasions he's down in the workshop and is making a little something and doing something magical to it. Um, so when... In no time you're like making adjustments to what Mach is making. I want to bring Drustin in, especially if it's related to this. I wouldn't mind waiting until Greg comes back to that too. Okay. Just to make it official, but I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about the inside of the ship, when we were all in the air balloon, we were in a giant wicker basket. We basically were just standing or sitting in place the whole time. In here, I've described kind of Drewston's corner that he's made. I'm assuming, I mean, we haven't really described the inside of the ship much. There don't seem to be like walls or rooms like in a normal. Ship. Kaylin had drawn a little tiny sketch of it. Yeah, but it it's was just kind of an room. open space. Yeah, it's one big yeah. open room. So I, you could, I assume you eventually. Partition curtain. Yeah. I assume eventually we're going to have some. We could construct some little chambers and stuff, but in the meantime, what what has your character done? I mean, we've been traveling for weeks now. What has your character done to kind of. What does it look like where your character spends time by themselves? Do they have they made a corner? We know Mach has his forge. Okay, okay. has his tent. Yeah. Just briefly, like you don't have to describe what they do, but where does Mach hang out on it? Or where does Baron? Drink, 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 that's, drink. That's super awesome. But that's a big once around that I want. Okay, yeah. Let, let me and World get into that real quick, and then Sounds let's good. do you and you and who? Drink, 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 drink. If your name wasn't who's, so good, who's Gwarl? It's her last character, the Swamp Elf. Oh, that's if her name, right. the name it was familiar. Was, right? It was such a good name. If her name yeah. wasn't so good, I wouldn't be drinking right. so goddamn much. I agree with the 
Yeah. Very polite rejection of another round of the table. That was because I was gone. When Greg was. So I'm, yeah. I'm back. Now that yeah. we're back, let's just, go back. Warl and I have kind of started down a little bit of a path. Yeah. We did it again. Drink. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> drink. 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 Right. drink. Love that. Morph. Morph and Morph. I. Morph. Morph. Warl is just my new name for Kel, so I'm not saying Missy's <laughs> name uh-huh. wrong. Uh-huh. I'm saying uh-huh. her sure. real name, right. name wrong. Right. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> Morph is this is is appeared as this accessible leap forward for Bach, whereas Essen is so far beyond the pale in terms of expertise and learning. His innate abilities are so natural at this late stage in Essen's life, he has a hard time even explaining the most basic principles. He's everything that Mach would love to do, but nothing that Mach could remotely understand. And so they're just shadow boxing and accomplishing nothing, and Morph shows up as this ideal figure bridging the gap between knowledge and accomplishment. He, like I said before, he speaks dwarf and he speaks crafting, and he's able to overhear a few conversations between um, between Essen and Mock, and just see the complete disconnect. And comes up to Mock and is just like, right now, where we are, and with what Essen's doing, the weave is shaped a bit like a pointed arch, and he's trying to get you to see the point of the arch as the convergence of the energies and take from that and put it into the weapon. But that is Mach. a bit... He says, draw it, draw it for me. And the way that Mach and Essen have been trying to interact, is Mach had this this borderline spiritual experience with Drustin and Scrim and the Forge of Durgedon where like for a flash moment, it was like a vision where he saw the lines of the weave traced over Head Shaver in this kind of ritual crafting that created the enchantment that Head Shaver imbues. And this is something that literally, in an extremely unusual way, Essen lives his life that way. It's like, Essen lives his life seeing the lines of the Matrix. He can see the weave visually, which is extremely rare. And... Mock understands that because he saw it that one time, but like any communication requires literally drawing sketches to like try to like, and the things that, that, that Essen creates are just like, he's like creating works of art. Like it's like Van Gogh printing all these lines and Mock just gets lost in the complexity of it all. And then Morph comes and just simplifies it. He just like creates like that bridge and starts drawing the lines that Mock kind of understand. Explain that more. He also explains to Mok, you're a dwarf, Mok. You can't see the weave like uh, our friend the Janassi here. You instead have to feel it. So might take some practice, but here, put your hand here. And he puts his hand, he sort of positions Mok's hand between his right hand and his left hand. And in his left hand, he's holding like a little trinket that he's made out of wire. And with his right hand, he starts pulling at, like, almost imaginary strings in the air and pushing them into this little trinket. And as he does this, the trinket starts to um, emit a smell of roses. And he can do this a few times a day, um, where he can magically tinker with something. And he places Mock's hand in between where he's pulling from the weave and putting and imbuing it into the item, hoping that after a few times, Mock can start to tactily feel 
the weave in a more haptic sense, whereas Essen sees it in a more visual sense. And Mox starts to feel it over uh, over some time, over some days of practice, and they're just they're spending most of their time down there together to where Mock can take Durgedon's armor, one of the most powerful enchantments, or, and he spends time with the, with the hammer of all souls, and he, he just he's just he's caressing his hand over like trying to get some sense, and he just like he seems crazy. He's like the Count of Monte Cristo, just like eyes wide, trying to kind of like get some sensation, just like stroking this like some sort of lover. And what happens is over time, the coarsest feel becomes palpable to mock. It's like when you look at the stars in the middle of the city, you can see the North Star, the Big Dipper, a few of the major constellations. But if you go out into like the middle of the desert in like midnight, miles, right, you see like there's no space on the in the sky that doesn't have a star. And like what Essen sees is like the full constellation visible. There's, He's just saying there's like, nothing but stars in the sky, and and he can see all of the, the subtleties. And Mach is kind of like trying to like read the astronomy from like the middle. He's like standing on Market Street at like 1 a.m. and he's just like he can kind of pick up one or two stars. And one of them happens to be a plane. Exactly, and so he sees like the most robust, most powerful lines of force within within the the, the weapons, within the items like the kind of faintest hint of roses but he's just kind of like he's just trying to kind of develop these senses from the very early on and you know the feedback is like to, to pick up any of this at all is positive a positive kind of signature but the gap between him and Morph and SM are, are still worlds away and a few days into this Morph um, comes up to Mock and he has he's taken off his armor and he has his weapon with him, and he just says, Mock, sit with, sit with my things, because very soon my imbuements will fade. Mm. All of my magic is temporary. Mm. So sit with these, and perhaps when the imbuement fades, you will be able to feel the weave snap out of these items. And he just sort of leaves them there with Mock and goes and probably um, pesters somebody else for a little while. And he does. He feels like there's this departure where Morph had explained, like, part of what made Durgedon and Arundel's work so special was it was done in permanence. To tie the weave off after this, this kind of, this, this pattern, this lattice was created, requires such great energy and expertise. Um, it is it is it is a great work of, of, of a lifetime to create that kind of effect. Gwarl is able to, in one sense, cre- ma more fuck. Wow. In, in one sense, in one sense, create <laughs> incredible effects on a regular basis. But there is this kind of like elasticity with the weave that springs back over time and mm-hmm. does not maintain its strength, and it drives Mock to drink. <laughs> um, his thought of the process <laughs> one last little piece is that um, after this has happened Boral comes back and he uh, oh my god <laughs> now I'm doing it see what you've done oh god. I've got coffee I'm good <laughs> amazing fudge um, more good Gorl's good name it was a good name wasn't it stop saying it Morph goes up to um, Morph goes up to to Mock and says, "I'm going to imbue this item." And he's holding a big jug, and he, in the other hand, he's holding 
the jug. And you see that he takes the alchemy gem and he replicates it in this little flask. And he just hands it to Mock and says... And Mock does drink. <laughs> he hands the original one back to Fair Job. <laughs> it's Manny! <laughs> Manny's from a flask. Pour so slowly. Well, that's the whole thing. It's for four days. You now have your own four one days. and Fair Job can no, have her money. He does. <clears throat> and all of this is... Money. Eye-opening learning. It's one of those things where, like, that that that, that first ten, like again, when you're when you're when you're learning from a, a new a new subject or a new discipline, it's those first principles that are the hardest to grasp. And then, as you gain some context, you start to build. And it is it is these few days with Morph that are the foundation of Mock's true understanding of the principles that govern the discipline of artificing. And he returns with these understandings and a renewed vigor to the artificial forge of Dergeddon and begins work on the flame tongue blade. As he begins to hammer at it and he, he had made enough he had made enough preparations with his sky opals and with some other smaller magical trinkets, but now he begins to try to see what magics can be can be driven from the flame tongue into the forge and then transferred to another weapon. Who knows? The the the, the, the forge of together, the experience of the forge of together was such an outlier, was so unique in its instance that he just does not know what the path forward holds. And he calls, he calls Drustin Green, and he calls Essen to his forge to begin work on that, and to begin that process. And he explains everything he's learned from Morph um, to both of them, so that Essen will know at what level he operates, and Drustin will know where they're headed. Alright. Seven, eight days if we're taking our time to that town. Oh, to get uh, to yeah. that town on the on the road there? Oh. Faster than I was expecting. Yeah. So what, do you guys only two weeks to Skyclave? Basically. Alright. The travel The travel is um Fairly inconsequential, certainly by comparison to recent events. And you guys are just moving, right? You guys have expressed no, uh, uh... No, from that town. Oh, from that town. No distraction. Three and a quarter. Expressed no, uh, desire to, uh, look for another, uh, weak point in the weave, etc., etc. I mean, we've already gotten a pretty big jump here. It'll be another three days, Uh, And the last one... Had some roughness to it. However, Jerson is curious. I mean, there's a number of things Jerson's doing over these days, but one of the things is he asks Essen and Grumbar. He says, uh, I'm, I'm very curious about what happened when we uh, when we threw that lever. Uh, have you figured out anything about how the ship works? Perhaps some mechanics. I've been thinking the same thing! Says Essen. No, says Grumbar. Is that Grandpa's voice? <laughs> uh, I've been thinking the same thing. It's, he says, 
It was most an unusual effect that we experienced. Uh, yeah, what was her name? Uh, Balanos's, uh, Balanos's designs upon this uh, uh, ship are most curious and extreme indeed. I think, I think that next time we could uh, we could use what we learned and we could be a little bit more precise in its uh, uh, in its in its operation. He says, "You spent the most time at the control panel after the uh, um, in the in the first phase. As far as I can tell, there are two distinct phases of the alignment of the runes that you took care of, and then we have the uh, the actual charging of the energy. And the charging of the energy seems to unearth all sorts of uh, all unpleasant. sorts of unpleasant creatures Interests. and energies <laughs> from uh, the surrounding lands." Not sure we can do much about that piece other than uh, make proper preparations, but that first part, I think that you could, uh, well, do better than you did. I agree. So, what have you found? He says, well, I mean, you participate in it. You're you're the more... Hey, compares notes. I'm, I'm asking purely. You said you had mechanics you wanted to tell us about. Yeah, you can roll next time. You okay. can roll last time, you can roll next time, that's all this. What would you roll? Um, skill checks. To, to like, have be more accurate, more, or how long it takes? Yeah, to be more accurate. Yeah. Okay. To, 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 to control it a bit more, and uh, and to... Because uh, the, the alignment doesn't carry much risk to it, other than... Uh, it says, it says the, the, the accuracy of the alignment seemed to, uh, seemed to determine how close we got to our target. As far as I can tell where we ended up here... I think we got fairly fortunate compared to where it could have taken us. He says, so good job with that one. Well, I'll try my best. Well done, Dustin. He says, in the future, we could potentially get closer to even where we need to be. Well, fascinating. Uh, second thing is, uh, our ship, these are the two balloons. Yeah. Does it move this way, this way, or anyway? Is there a crack? The two balloons are, are in the direction Excellent. of travel. Yeah. So at and some I'm point sure. when they land, he's going to get the help of some others to fasten the magic painting to the prow of the ship. <laughs> so that the prow is where the, the front. front, the front, so that it's not just like tied with rope, but it's really secure on there. Secure on there, facing then, outward. Yeah. Okay. Who's attuned to it? No one yet. So, so it's still got the decrepit well, face. I mean, whatever condition he's in. And he's like, 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 is the been a while? Is, is the no, it's actually stayed the same. Oh. It has had no change since the day. Well, it's oh, sorry. You've now just experienced the first day after he was killed. Uh, yeah, and so that first oh, morning, traveling a bit. Yeah, that first kind of that first morning afterwards, it had not changed at all. It retained so its same picture. Did not to change. To bear jaw, it says bear jaw. I've got an idea. I'm not sure if it'll work or not. Okay. Whoever attunes to this painting shows their best moment of the day before. But I was wondering, what if we tried to attune it to the hammer of all souls? Okay. Oh, I am listening. As the bearer of the hammer, perhaps there's a way for you to attune to it, but focus in on your hammer. What? Then it will show the hammer's greatest moment of the day before. Can you imagine flying into a town and seeing the hammer of all souls? The face of my enemy? Aye, being Mm. smashed by the hammer of all souls. It was quite a message. 
Or, you know, maybe cracking some nuts if it's a slow day. <laughs> make sure you don't make it obvious if you ever kill someone undefended or an innocent person. It will be an advertisement of that. No, when we do that, thing. we just kind of leave them. So when they've landed one night, uh, he kind of invites Bearja to an attunement ritual as they do, focus her energies. Uh, she's doing that kind of in the same way that he'll focus on an item to identify what it is, tries to draw her focus into the hammer in order to align it with, or attune oh, it Oh yeah, with no, it. that's... Is that possible, DM? Well, try it out. Rule of cool, bro! Yeah. Try it out. So, What's, cool uh, how nice. does, how does Bearjaw, how does Bearjaw, like, try to... Well, like I was, know, what is it like? Like, I, like I was saying before, I mean, um, one of the big things that, uh, that their culture is all about is recounting stories yeah. and, and doing that in a ritualistic fashion isn't that far out of the realm of what they already do with their songs and, and chanting like mm-hmm. material so there could be potentially a way to kind of put those two things together kind of make a yeah. ritualistic chant about all the shit this thing has done already and Drusen kind of and guides her in, uh, in terms of asking questions well, mm-hmm. tell me again about the battle against yeah, like, Night yeah, Scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and tell, tell the whole me story. again about uh, yeah, all the cool scary. things the hammer has done. Yeah, and and anyone who wants to like watch that too, yeah. be like, that would be fun. All right, and uh, <laughs> when it is complete, when the attunement is complete, the Does it work. The image of uh, Father Further, yeah. of a uh, Father Further, just wipes off of the painting frame and becomes a blank canvas to appear anew. Ooh, find Ooh, out. Find out. Something of cool. With of course, we're just fast forwarding through the days. Then the dawn of tomorrow comes. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and wait, what? What's I mean, the way? No, it's it's a, we're we're still in travel, right? Yes, yeah, of course. Okay. For just many many days. Yeah. Right. Uh, and. And yes, sure enough, there's the hammer cracking open a walnut. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that previous day, the there, nothing happened. There was, was a lot of excitement that day. <laughs> you always you always eat it off the cool side of the it. ship. Like, I mean, that's Bearjaw's natural state, is trying to find something cool to yeah, do with exactly. it. So. Trying to take uh, cool stuff like with that. the hammer. So now she's going to have a goal every day That's to awesome. give the hammer an amazing <laughs> well, now, best no, no, no. I guess I'll have Bear to break Jaw my own has, hand. Bearjaw has <laughs> always had the goal of every day doing something worthy of a painting. Now we just have proof of whether or not she, she was successful. Su- su- she succeeded. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would imagine she's that's, like, that's fine. She goes from ninety nine percent to ninety nine point one percent. Like she's already doing so like much at some point, to be awesome. We're gonna be like, so did you do something awesome yesterday? She's like, of course. And we look at the painting. We go. About Did time you? you asked. Well, see, this is this is <laughs> the first time anyone else has cared in the same way that she I, cared. Right. I just right. like. I think it's so over the top. I think we start to appreciate how awesome she is on a day to day basis. Yeah. We're like, we mostly would miss like like the the one handed <laughs> vertical push ups. Like with like the he- the hammer like on her back, and now we're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. when did you find time for that third workout? It's like <laughs> I saw the first two, and this wasn't from any of them. Hangs, so hangs it by your feet and does. Yeah. yeah, seriously. So too many series of just birds being smashed with a hammer. Oh yeah, lost birds. Like we're just like, is that necessary? Uh, she's like, look at the painting. Like for the painting. Well, 
I guess the are you not amused for glory? You are gonna have to clean off the bugs off of that painting a lot. That is on the front, yeah. which is unfortunate. No, it's got the, it's actually got the magical uh, cleanliness yeah, that the entire yeah, uh, that magical. place had. So that's what Jusin's um, doing over we, the days, interviewing and... Over the that. seven days, I imagine we were close to some towns or other. Is there any uh, noticeable reaction to, like, uh, the, the painting? Do, do uh, children come out and go? Yeah. Um, over the days, you are not near towns. No, we're not. Okay. Like, you're flying over forest, the underchasm, these uh, unnamed areas. It's not basically until the seventh day that you even get to a road. So you're, it's, o- it's over the wilderness here for a while. Yes. Spot on the Great. Yeah. Do some murder. I mean, um, there are two separate days that uh, that Scrim uh, looks com- basically sleeps the whole day through the following day, and as as we land each night, um, so as we land, he uh, he he approaches his brother and uh, brother, you mind uh, you mind delaying? Delaying your beauty sleep and uh, going on a little walk. Going on the walk, yeah. I'm always glad to hang out. <clears throat> no, no burying of babies involved. <laughs> Just gathering some, gathering some components. Oh, In that case, he'll stay home. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, keep going. Sorry. Keep going. And, uh, and basically, during the two separate times. So on the during the while well, we're in the forest one night, we touch down and uh, and he like. I mean, it's a one room. I love that this is basically a really big studio apartment that has six people or something. And a centaur. Come on, knock on the door. Or did we already drop off? We've got centaurs for you. Uh, uh, we haven't addressed that yet. We've not addressed it. Okay, so he's in there as well. So it's but so, depending on what day you're talking about, maybe it's already done. So, and I imagine that like when you guys we're said that basically like the first night. Yeah, Once we're like, out of the desert. Like, if you're talking about third day events, it's happened. Okay, it's, so it's happened. already happened. It's already happened. No, he so got let just, off just in the, the forest. Um, yeah, and he, uh, you know, we're, the we're, plague we're, rot land, as apparently. Oh, good lord. Maybe that's only this part of the forest. That's it's only this. that part, yeah. Um, so once we get into... Chondalwood. Chondalwood. The Chondalwood. The Chondalwood. And he... So once we get to the channel wood, he, uh, I imagine, like, we're all enclosed in this thing. It's got more space in the basket, but, um, when we touch down, there's probably, like, a, all right, I want to stretch my legs and get a little, get a little space from the Leave me the here. fuck alone. <laughs> and he, uh, and he goes to the door and says, <clears throat> we'll be back by morning. And, um. Where are you going? You going to find someone? And, uh, <clears throat> no, no, he says, trust me, I tell you. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you're, you're welcome to join. Hey. Just going for some. Mushrooms in the woods. So there could be battle. Um, I hope I not. will go with you. You might be in danger. <laughs> I would search more <laughs> happily, knowing uh, knowing that I had someone's that two people are watching my back. But we will be back till the morning, so. I have nothing else to do. Um, so basically, these days, you know, hoping that we don't get in a fight during the day. Uh, due to exhaustion, and he eats the, for the for when we're in the forest, he goes deep into the woods. Like we land in kind of a clearing, and he is basically going into like where it's like really thickly wooded, where like you have to squeeze between. Yeah, exactly. Where it is, it is uneven. Um, it is like treacherous woods kind of stuff. Uh, lightning, sand, RUSs, and stuff like that. And um, and he basically is like going and then like suddenly like exclaims and I'll do a little um, survival roll for the uh, the stuff he's looking for. Um, well, that's a critical. 
Uh, so that says twenty plus six. That's a twenty-nine. Um, uh, survival yeah. check. Flying colors. Then um, he obviously. gets what's called a flying colors shroom cap, <laughs> and uh, and it gets you. Uh, and I'm gonna there. I'm not gonna list that. Max. Um, and uh, DMT concentration. Ounce. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, it is a really man. colorful uh, mushroom, and he gathers not a whole bunch of them. He's not like filling up the whole thing. He grabs like maybe three, carefully like wraps them up in in a preservation kind of thing. I thought it was a cap. I um, a cap. Oh, uh, <laughs> but it's you're actually collecting mushrooms. Mushroom. Various mushrooms. Um, like you go Alice in Wonderland and get like a few sides of the mushroom. Uh, there we go. Flying color shrimp crab. Um, and um, yeah. Uh, and he, and he, he says, no, we can, we can get a hat in the next town. I don't. Is that <laughs> we can do that? Oh, um, you, but uh, what are you gonna do with those? You gonna <clears throat> eat them? Or? Um, he says this. This will be. This will be for later. As a, as a right, thank you. Right, right. Um, and uh, but basically, it took. Half the night to hike out here, and then half the night back. And when we get near the underchasm, he does the same thing and asks his brother, asks Bearjaw, um, and uh, and let's, let's wants to go not into the underdark. A little bit of. But he's a night murderer. Some night vision will be helpful, and maybe watch out for flea balls. So that um, we can... And wants to go into some of the cave network stuff, and is uh, looking yes. for some wolves. And um, survival check. Oh, mm. flying colors mole. Well, that's a flying colors mole. Uh, that's uh, twenty-six survival. Twenty-six. All right. So yeah, um, expertly hey. navigating the. It's not the underdark. It's, it's just the chasm. It's, but yeah, yeah the, it's, it's caves. He wants to go deep into caves. Hangman's yeah. mole. He's, he's spelunking. Yeah, he's spending um, a couple hours going uh, down into the mold. caves uh, of the underchasm. And this uh, mole basically. Uh, the, it is higher in concentration the further it hangs down, so it's like starts at the ceiling, and the longer it does it, and we basically find a really, really tall, like, chasm thing, and it's dripping down a good, like, 40 feet, and he basically just snips off just that last little bit, which will be, uh, the, the highest, the highest potency. He doesn't tear the whole thing down, he just, okay. Just as it starts to come down, it's it, responsible you know, kind of mold farming. It almost looks like a body. Sustainable mold. Sustainable mold farming, if not sustainable. <laughs> um, uh, but he doesn't do it in a uh, let's make sure the world has enough. He takes what he needs. That's what he needs. Uh, and uh, and yeah, basically, it takes half the night spelunking down in there, like it's full climbing ropes and stuff like that. Half the night to come back. We basically roll back in as the sun is coming up, and he uh, he he hits his pile of hay. Literal pile of hay to sleep on, and uh, the next night, and and uh, and thanks you both. Ooh, yeah. Some interesting conversations happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah, I would be more than I wanted to cover the actual gathering. Going? I bet we could find some monsters in that cave. Um, <laughs> I can see. As, as I as think a there could you, be a spider I can see, there. I can see Scrim being like, if you want, like, if you want to, think something. there's some. If you think there's some fuel here for a painting. Uh, worthy of a painting. Yeah. Yeah, very sure. What's the new painting Fuel is what you make. Yeah. What? what yeah, so, what does the painting look like the day after the under yeah. chasm yeah. travel? Um, these like really big albino spiders. 
just being smashed by just crushed all over the place I mean they've they've got like this like kind of greenish acre inside them and you know that's always a fun word Um, you know and they're smeared all over the like (laughs) the ground and the ceiling and everywhere in this spot and she like took it basically and went down the down the wall of a chasm and like crushed seven spiders in the process it was beautiful what Drewston is realizing about the magic of the painting that he you know assisted the the attunement ritual of is that this the looking your best in the previous day is clearly influenced by the manner in which it was attuned Uh, that if someone else had attuned the hammer to it, it might be when the hammer is looking the most pristine yeah. and hung Fancy, on a wall. Fancy, pretty hammer that ever Fancy, pretty, you know, a, 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 against a nice wooden backdrop. Uh, and and and, the, and the part where it's covered in blood later in that day, it's not it's looking its best. But but the but the energy and the will that, that Drewston assisted Bearjaw pouring into this, and, and it it's was... Real. This is the best yeah. that the hammer looks. Tristan's happy with that. In the opinion of the attuner here. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> when it's at its, its heart. Done its most action. I presume that Snowbane would agree. Yeah, this will be very yeah, impressive. And, uh. Oh, oh, Titan on that. Uh, yeah, uh, at Sorry. some point uh, during the travels, Baron approaches Bearjaw. Ah, yes. And Hello. says, uh. You like the last painting, yes? Oh, the painting is very lovely. Your exploits with uh, Scrim and Oil Vein were quite uh, productive, apparently. Except your praise. Aye. Um, <laughs> on the subject of the centaurs, I know you are probably the most passionate in uh, going and freeing them. I just wanted to say I, I, I didn't want to... You want to make sure I will not stab you in sleep? No, I'm not worried about that. You're, a, you're, you're, you're not the right person. You, you'd stab right? me while I was awake. It's honorable to do so. Yes. Aye. <laughs> no, but uh, I I understood where you were coming from, and uh, if things had been different, I I probably would have been willing to go along with it. It's just at the time uh, I was, and I still do think that this is a more pressing need. Uh, Bertrand nods her head sagely as you speak. She says, "It is good you have said this. I was thinking along similar lines, actually." It is difficult when people disagree. I usually like to fight to make sure we all agree with the right person. But dwarves do not seem to do this much. Less less decision by combat. Mm. I am understanding this. I may not agree with it, but I understand it. Mm. Does she invoke the uh, belt... The like helmet, like does that have? She's speaking like it? she's speaking like full dwarvish to him. So I mean, oh, that's man. a meaningful. That, that, true. That, true. That's like she's a, speaking in dwarvish. Fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like like you know he's he's coming to her. Like if this was an elf that didn't have a belt of elven kind and a helmet like made by elves, like it probably wouldn't be the same <laughs> kind of thing. No, no. So yeah, they, they you know exchange that understanding. And, yeah. And, yeah. Berta wasn't sulking per se, but she certainly was brooding occasionally. Yeah. Like, you, you see like, staring out the window as usual, just kind like, of... I respect your position, and I agree <laughs> it would have been a, a good and noble thing to do. Did Bearjaw have any words for Kevin? Did Bearjaw have any words for Kevon before he departed? Kevon. Um, that if he were... Uh, if, if you ever find yourself 
in a in a manner in which you may die. Go fighting as hard as you possibly can. No more running. And that that's her word of advice for Dude, he needs it, man. Yeah. Like Mox there nodding, right? Like this is a little bit probably of like a group event mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. completing the promise that was made to Kivon's father. And Mock is about that. He's just like and that was kind of his and just from his perspective, that was a little bit his take on the whole situation with the centaurs. Like, you guys need to do this for you. Like, you don't need to do it for us. Like, they're they're not wrong to ask for us being like a powerful like they negotiated really well. Yeah, help us out. I would have done the same thing in your position but like, the fact is, this is for you to do. And yeah. And we got other things. And is this related to him? I wanted to... No. Separate thing? I'll just finish up this quick yeah. conversation. And Scrimp kind of brings up, maybe when we're dropping him off, and it's silly just harping up, not harping, but... Uh, weighing want, in, yeah. Weighing in on this thing about f- finishing that chapter of the Kavan thing is... And I realize it hasn't come up, and it's kind of why I think Scrimp and Mock um, are so like... how we spelled it. His name is Kevin. Yeah. Get it now. Kevin. Kevin. It's Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> um, Very well. Um, that uh, that why Scrim and Mock, I think sometimes a lot of times speak the language, is that while Scrim is not a negotiator in any way, anytime the, he's not a, the he's group, not a wheeler dealer, right? But anytime the group has made a, an agreement, Scrim is like, we need to honor that, and it's not like as a sense of honor, but his whole thing with the witches is like, yeah. he holds people to debts they owe. So he doesn't like making an agreement, but when it happens, and then once the negotiating yeah. is done, he's I think like, he's Mock like, it's very lawful. Mock and Scrim, yeah, no, well, the whole, so lawful. I think Mock and Scrim are lawful in the same way. Is the thing like like lawful is lawful, but there's obviously gradients within, and just the flavor of lawfulness for Scrim and Mock is pretty similar. It's like let's force a deal and be very strict with the terms of that deal, and then yeah. We're not going to ask somebody else what the laws are. We're going to make our own laws, and then we're going to like enforce those laws. And and what I would say is, Scrim is chaotic about many more things than he is lawful about. Sure. But that's like the one thing that he's like, you don't. Scrim like, contains multitudes. We, we basically, if someone was like, let's because that's a great, that's a great we phrase. didn't make an agreement with Abek. That's why he's like, well, I guess we could kill him. It doesn't really help us that much. But like, but we didn't. This guy was like, hey. Promise me you'll take care of my son, and we said yes. And Scrim's like, "Cool, we we do need to do that." Like, and he's not gonna go the extra mile in any way. But I mean, dude, it makes so so much sense with how committed you are to the letter of the law for the witches. Right. So it's this weird like, and they were we talk about like the lawful Catholic is really just depending on your point of view. Mm-hmm. Like they and were so, to of clarification. Like you went back, and you're like, look, like a little bit more, and they're like, we're not gonna say a word more. Why the fuck are you here? Like, they sent you back out and, of the And cold. he knew he was in the wrong. Yeah, and he knew it. He was like, why am I even here? Anyway. So my thing is, like, as we're heading towards a town on the road to drop off more. So does anyone have something before that? Uh, well, on the road to drop off The morph more. section was Yeah, as, like, we're, we're flying, we're, like, half a day's travel before we get to a town on the road. Unless you have, no, I think. So you have something before that. No, no, that's uh, that's good. That's fine. Okay, so uh, we're all sitting around in Snowbane's gift. Tristan says, "Oh, before we uh, we get to town, uh, I think I was nay the only one, nearly the only one, a bit taken back when we were talking to 
the hands of ale, and they asked ah. us. Ayo. They asked us who we were, and the answers we gave. Well, are we united? I think we we started as individuals happening to share the same goal, but over the last few weeks, uh, since we started these adventures together, I think nearly one of us can argue that we have now become something of a, a family, a team. I know now what to call it, but the fact is. A party! When, a party! Aurora pipes up. Uh, when yeah. we a land. Party. When we land. We are a party! Are we having a party? We need. We need something to call ourselves. Whether we call ourselves Snowbane's Gift or. Or something else. They can't write a book about us if we don't have a name! Yes, I they mean, can. I've been having trouble writing about us without a name. You're writing about us. Oh, oh <laughs> what do you think I'm doing in my tent? Mark Finder's not bad. Oh, I didn't want to ask you a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'd be doing. It's a natural urge, man! Mark Word is biology. nodding, but he's like, okay, so what's the next step? He's like, waiting for more. Uh, I mean, I've been thinking of names, but does of anyone else have, have. Does anyone else have recommendations? I haven't really been thinking of names. Bone Crushers. It's good, it makes clear what we do. Crush I like Aurora bones. and the gang. Uh-huh. That Spring makes no Gorn's sense. regret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Fox nodding, but less quickly now. He's like, <laughs> Bone Crushers regret. Maybe like... <laughs> what about the captain of the two balloons? As too Fox many words sounds. Yeah. Gathering of the... Plus, it's confusing. I mean, there's two air sacks, but it's really only one The air sacks is not Two balloons sounds like you got, like, two things. <laughs> Including the two balloons, I admit, did How have a nice ring to it when we were talking to the center. If you wish to do this, some sort of balloon-related thing, you could say the shadows of death. Mm. Oh, that's a bit ominous. I wouldn't want to introduce myself. I, I'm a shadow of death. I'm likely to get not... Uninvited to any reputable establishments. Oh, but lots of adventuring parties have ominous names. Hmm. Says, Usually the names are given after they are already dead. Aurora, it looks as if perhaps Mark would like to speak. Mark says, Hawks Regalia. <laughs> Saying the name of his oh. business for the first time in common ah. conversation, he says, It's got a ring to it, doesn't it? I don't know what a hawk is. It it's means nothing to me. And he says it like, like loud. He says, I only invented that name to appease the soft palms of the elvish I was trying to sell to. He says, my first years under Mox, Jules, and Mason was a poor time indeed <laughs> for my business, <laughs> my bottom line. Hox Regalia has a... Hox Regalia, my signature... The business I built my name and fortune upon was simply made to appeal to the customers I was marketing to. I think I understand. The name's a tool. Simply that, cousin. And I would ask you at this point, if we're going to find a name for this company, what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Crushing bones. I said bone crushers. 
And Mark, not and Mark, in very sincere, very and she's in, sincere too. In, in Candace's sincerity, oh, he nods and he says yes. And like again, he knows Bear John. He's like, like, how can you deny that we're here to crush bones when we've done a so fuck ton of that? And he's like, that was literally yeah, part we of Scrim's crush a lot of bones. And he yes. Uh, Colton, uh, you are kind of the leader of our group, and Hawks Regali, we do come from the sky like a hawk. We are an old collection, as you may find in a regalia. I don't think he was suggesting the name Hawks Regalia. Oh. He was presenting that as a lesson in naming. What kind of like oh, I it? thought he was presenting it. sounded a lot that's like he was suggesting that. Was, was, was everyone was else confused? I thought he was saying that's how he picked the name was to appeal it. to his customers. We so, were suggesting I thought he wanted us to be called Hawks Regalia. I, I thought that to too. No, no. He exclaimed it when we were all suggesting names. I... <laughs> Mark is terrible at Mark, suggesting Mark. names if he doesn't mean it. But I still Brown don't know which continues it is. He says, if you're wanting to call our party Mox Regalia, you can forget that immediately. <laughs> Bear Dell looks relieved. And he, uh, says, he says, he says, what the hell is that? What Hawks Regalia have to do with what we're trying to do? That is what I was it saying. It was a little The realization of Moradin? The Diva mascot? He says, it makes no sense. I was concerned because I know you owe a lot of money based on that name. I thought you were trying to offload it onto us. Box says, he says, would you be open to that? <laughs> Split the, the debt you owe. In we journals, are family, as everyone keeps saying. In the journals, I've been calling us the Friends of the Road, inspired by uh, by oil vein. Drink, drink. drink. That's a half drink. of a drink. <laughs> Scroll them. I mean, yeah, we are friends. I mean, uh, that's what. Oh, we're travelers. Nobody can deny that. But we're in the sky friends now. Friends of death. We're not on the road. I, I, we're not on the road. Yeah, we're not traveling. But if there anymore. is one thing that unites us, we're friends. That we're all exiles in some way. <laughs> Bairn, <laughs> Bairn, you've traveled from your sheltered home in search of a way to bring back your dear wife. Mock exiled from your business. Bear Joss yeah. in self-exile. Oil vein exiled in some part by the sins of your father. I obviously by what I discovered. I'm out here. And so all of us. I'm out here working! We have nay, we have nay and Scrimcorn in some way are an exile from Society and civilization. Uh, by choice. Or fate. <laughs> by choice. Uh, in, in some way, it would be impossible to unite us under a banner. So we could call ourselves something still. like, uh, I've been writing the bannerless. Brotherhood without banners. I think I agree with Mark. I mean, if we're going to come to the trouble of naming something, let's do something towards an end. Rather than just, you know, having a convenient name to refer our to ourselves. Jesus, Jesus. The end seems... Crashing. That's what you did with Snowbane's gift. Yeah. Aye. The end seems to just be so that we say the same thing when we're introduced and don't look... Stupid. ...like a bunch of <laughs> fools. And Mark says, is that it? And I don't know if it is. I would like to make them feel intimidated when we say the name so that they think twice. I agree. There's value. But I think that requires more. Bone crushing is. I mean, for that we can just say we're 
the Snowbane's party or the Gifts party There's or whatever like questions. that. There's too many questions. It's the ship we're riding on like, oh, who are you? Oh, oh I'm, are I'm you? with the Gift. Yeah, the crew of the Snowbane's Gift. Bearers of the Gift. But we may not want them to know. And we are no gift. simple pirates. Gift. We yeah. are motivated for reasons much beyond Grander simple coin. How I about am. the Gift Bringer? No, that is dumb. Well, we bring the, the gift, and the gift could be the, no, the hammer into the face gifts. of your enemies. They will, no, but then you, say, then you say the hammer to face club. We but, already get asked for favors mm, from random centaurs. See? No, we don't need more of that. Right, but Snowbane's gift, not gifts from everybody. That's Santa's job. But it can be ironic. That the gift is death and skull bashing? No, I'm I not, not interested like in irony. Too many stupid people out there won't understand what it means and come asking for handouts. Mark says, <laughs> too many, too many times have the words family been uttered under these two balloons. And I personally don't feel ready to use that term. And he looks at Scrim and he looks at Oil Vane. <laughs> Fucking racist over here. <laughs> what? He mutters over there. Scrim the mutters that. Audibly. Good. And, 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 and he looks at Scrim and he says, But to say that we're mere friends is to not do justice. He says, We're more than simple acquaintances and yet not yet blood. Looking at Bear and he says, There's a kinship here. We are kin. It is as the dwarves speak of holds similar, though not aligned by blood. But the kinship of what? He looks at the, he looks kind of his eyes drift towards the hammer and he says, this hammer, so unexpected in its arrival, so weighty in its course. He looks then to like Oilway and he says, and Drusen, he says, so young, some of our party members, Ones that I would hope far outlive the days of the elders, such as Bairn and myself. He says, there is a kinship, but there is also a hope here. Says, what, what do we hope for? Glory. Truth. He nods, he nods. Uh-huh. I'd direct to be brought to justice. Justice, he nods. That counts as Adventure oh, and treasure. Back. He nods. He says, "Adventure." That comes as glory as oh, well. Glory. I imagine you. I don't know. Approval of your deity. He does look. He, after all these words get muttered, he does come back to scrim, because that's probably the most like Nebulous. abstract. Like, what does scrim want? It's kind of the most unknown. No one knows what scrim personally me. wants. I'm here to complete a task that I've been given. Service? Anything beyond that. Anything beyond that. He says, Baron's out here to complete a task, the task he gave himself, to bring his wife back. Your task to bring your business back is self-imposed. Indeed. Baron's for glory, no one tasked her with that, but that's why she is here. So the taskmasters! <laughs> <laughs> it's not I'm not very good at coming up with the names. It's not the worst idea on the table. <laughs> it's somewhere on the table. <clears throat> that King has no, the he worst says, idea was my last idea. He says, <clears throat> he my, my okay, objective here right. is only nebulous. Don't bark. Um, uh, because we don't share priorities on that front. But 
We don't. I, I, I feel your your goal of, of building your business again is just as alien to me. It, it is. It is. You, you, you speak the truth, Scrim. Yet, I am at a point where I see now that my success is more tied to you six than without. I thought I was carried away in the whirlwind of the dust, the dust devil of your face rolling past my doorstep and scooping me up from my chosen path. What are, what are these half-elf brothers doing involved with me and my cousin trying to get on about our merry way? Scrim nods at that. Like, yeah. I think this daily like, he says. He says, <laughs> he says, yet time and time again, it seems that you've carried me from the very peril I was trying to avoid. And, and unexpectedly towards greater wealth than I might have imagined. And I've started to wonder. And he like, he, he like, like, it's a little bit of that. He's like, lock eyes on scrim and he starts puffing through. He's like, and I've started to wonder. You're right. You do owe me. <laughs> he, says, he says, I do. And I'm wondering if because keeping I'm... you around isn't the right investment to make. And says, so far... I've helped you get closer to your quest explicitly, and you've only been adjacent to me while I've completed mine. He says, uh, he, he, sh- he, shrugs his, uh, he shrugs his shoulders and he says... Are you still going to fight? He says, uh, Scrim? I'm so excited. I'm not sure. He says, Scrim? Are you fighting right now? You can leave anytime you want. And that's been true since the beginning. And yet here you are. The ship travels faster than me on foot. <laughs> he says, funny that, funny that. And along those lines, I've been thinking. He says, if there's no kinship at this point, eh, feel no need to press it. But I'm starting to wonder that there may be more here than a few cross purposes. And he stays with Scrim because Scrim, he feels like, is the most ambiguous and the most independent. <laughs> it's a... <clears throat> um... Too deep. He says, Are you pontificating on a greater fate of this collection of people? Hmm. Usually you defer to your brother and his... Your cousin and his divine... says. The realm of my misunderstanding has only grown since this whole caper has begun. He says, but I'll tell you this. I've been inspired by questions that have not yet rattled my brain ever since meeting all of you. And this one has caught upon me in these last few days. Upon the learning of uh, greater artificery, upon seeing our... uh, departure in grand fashion from the crypts of Chante. The great foes failed. It seems irrational beyond the wiles of stories from my childhood. But I'll tell you this. From a rational, militaristic spectacle or perspective, none would have happened without all year. And nine times out of ten, I haven't known how we were going to get out of it. Yet here we are. And I'm starting to wonder. Essen, always chirping about fate while I'm there with my hammer. 
I pretend not to listen to him, but he is incessant, wondering if his name comes from that. Incessant. Incessant. <laughs> Grim says, uh, that's a stretch. My god. This is from the front of the on. Walk around and talk together. Knowing it is a stretch. <laughs> My goal, above all else, today, is to find Snowbane. And for all Baron and Mai's disagreements on issues large and small. <laughs> Certainly. Issue. What's for breakfast? Morden and the witches, <laughs> independent of individuals' opinions on the class of deity or not, do seem to be aligned on that task. For me, if Grandpappy Adric <clears throat> gets justice along the way, even better. He seems like a right asshole. You but <clears throat> I admit, I admit, it is odd that my tasks have been parallel to this group's for such a long time. This is good and all, but I feel we have rather strayed from the point. I don't know if we have. For the kin, for, for justice sometimes reigns forth with a hammer. Well, on that note, on that note, I find myself thinking as you continue to go on. Ah, uh, we are all facets of a sort, of the same structure, if you look at fate as a thing. And we are all facets of it. Perhaps... Like a gin. Indeed. Perhaps... Facets of fate. That's pandering. I am pandering. I, I <laughs> ended up immediately. I agree with her completely. <laughs> Perhaps so something along these lines. Fate. It is. It is. <clears throat> None of us would agree to the three witches gathering, or Moradin's army, or Hawks for Galia. Oh, but so. <laughs> it seems that we all do agree that fate has a hand in. Us as a group and us individually. An inexplicable amount in the last 48 hours and beyond that. What if we just called ourselves the Fates? Oh, that's a bit pretentious. <laughs> Aurora holds up a piece of parchment that she'd been scrawling on and she got in a pretty good, uh, uh, like classically dwarven trained. Uh, Penmanship. Calligraphy. Calligraphy, like dwarven calligraphy, but written in common. It says, the facets of fate. And she says, it looks good on the cover of a book. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what they can call it on a hundred years from now. We're all, well, hopefully not. I'm not dead in a hundred years. But this is all said and done. <laughs> How about Company of the Hammer or something? It seems to be the only thing that's consistently binding us all. We're all in agreement, right? Get the thing to Snowbane. Find Snowbane. Get her the hammer. Mark's like... Yeah, that would serve. If you're just looking for something for the call ourselves. But I could sell the facets of fate. That's what I'm saying! He says, and he looks the across the scrim again. He says, if the name has a purpose, facets of fate would open more doors than Company of the Hammer. And Mock uses Mock's as ridiculous slowly. as Oh no, they agree! And, and Mock's like, don't undermine it, because if you're flying below that flag, I'll expect support. I'll give it a salute. Oh, I don't know if I can say that name with a straight face. Facets of fate. He looks under bed and he says, he says, uh, he says, Bear, you, you know why we, why we operate, but will you leave it to me to show you how? Oh, bloody hell, cousin. Uh, as long as you don't have to say the name much, fine. 
Mark's like, very well. <laughs> then I suppose I'll continue to negotiate <laughs> while you decide why. Fine. Uh, oh, it's he, growing on me. He, he, he sips a fake. Seemed a bit much at first. Look, he, he offers, he offers a weapon forward. Oh, no, no, he offers a Stein of Ale forward. Knowing especially that Baron seems to be a little reticent. But he offers, yeah, he offers a full Stein to the group to, to cheers upon it. So the faucets? The faucets? The faucets of fate? The faucets of fate? I have the same I have my name. Shroom takes his little wooden cup with some... I mean, I won by democracy before, we can lose by democracy. I told you. I mean, we can always change it if we want. Yes, and we can always change it. Yes, that's what happened. Right. Just paint over, not a big deal. We do have a lot more days on the road to argue about it. Speaking of more... <clears throat> oh, I'm worried about our friend Kevin. What about, about him? Kevin. Oh, I thought you were going to start hitting on him or something. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kevin, still very Kevin is possible. many days gone. <laughs> oh, he left? He yeah, left. yeah. We covered, I'm worried we about him. I haven't on seen On the first him day, on the day you oh, left, he's gone. He's gone. We, we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so totally we, missed we that. We didn't give it a proper scene. I thought you But we did say that he left in the forest. Oh, okay. Never mind. There was overall He says, I'm worried about Kevin. I hope he's okay. Anyway. I thought that's what you were saying. I'll miss you more. Right. Right, Thurston. That's it. <laughs> Justin, Justin, do you still have that that paper that I got from Deeper Mascal? I, I've been wondering when you were going to ask about it. I mean, we've been so busy. I mean, it's mm. been in the back of my mind, but I mean, I think we've rested up. I feel much better and much clearer, much more clear-headed. Uh, how about we took a, take a look at it again? Hi. Uh, I'll agree. Do you want to now or when we land in town? Mm. Well? Last time we looked at it, there was uh, something of a magical effect about it. Yeah, it seems a bit... I... Well, you know you know a lot from what Baron studied of what exactly that magical effect is. And we talked to that one guy. Yeah, yeah that, 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 is, that is the very nature of the Deepa Mascari's written language. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's experiential. They write books, they write VR experience. Oh yeah, yeah, it's that yeah. he doesn't want to like do it and then they come back to reality and like the ship's on fire. In the town? Yeah. I'm just reminding you that yeah. Baron's research confront this is, that, that's actually not unique to that pamphlet. Yeah. Okay. But he says, I'll be a little worried about reading it in midair and when we may be attacked at any time by Harpies or something. I agree that it'd be nice to do it in a safe place. I mean, who knows what would happen. Then tonight. Tonight. Agreed. That sounds good. Before you get to the town? This I is the night before? Camped out of town. Camped outside of town? Yeah. I mean, as a rebuttal, we've yet to be attacked in the air. We've been attacked on the ground several times. True. That is true. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Astute. <laughs> Might be better. Just decide when you're gonna Quite do it. Just yeah. empirical. I, I just the, like the idea. I think narrative-wise, of it being night, we're outside of town. Yeah, makes sense. Maybe these guys are doing something. In you town. arrive uh, outside of this town, uh, the the town that you had uh, planned on dropping more fat. Uh, after nightfall, as you typically uh, set off. It's winter, right? So you typically set off before sunrise and land after sunset. You're traveling for 12 hours and a little bit shorter days. <clears throat> it's starting to enter towards spring, but still, yeah. 
So you take off and you land it when it's dark. And, uh, yeah, you set down uh, outside of town. Perhaps I... Home first. I would assume that most of your... That your your general procedure when uh, approaching a village with your balloon is to land... Well outside of town. Fairly significantly away from it so that you can approach it. Yeah, right. Towns don't take well to sudden attacks from above. Yeah, you know, like... Outside of siege have not range, been yeah. should they be worrying about that? We all have the I, I think, I think uh, Baron has the right of it. We're, just, we're not trying to startle. We approach yeah. the we, town as if we came on foot. Right. So they might have seen the balloon land, but it's so far yeah. away that, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll definitely see so it just approaching yeah. to the air. When yeah. you, when you guys touch down near a town um, where Morph is slated to depart, he says to you all, before I, before I split off from the group, I'd like to take you all for a drink. That is the least that I can do for all the aid that oh, you've given me. On. I agree. <laughs> on a three. <laughs> uh, oil vein and I'll join you in a in a, a, a little bit. I have some shopping to do in town. Supplies to restock after we gave them all away. Well, so most things are going to be closed. Like I said, it's night. It's night. Yeah, oh, we can do that in the morning. Well, if, oh, you only need well how about we then. camp for the night and then drop Ale, ale is no problem. <laughs> if you, the taverns are open. If you only need ale, yeah. you can tell they're stuck at this time of day. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the taverns are open. <clears throat> Who is going to join you in this? Last time you had several of you there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the wizard tower, it was not just you two. This is a shared ex- with us? This is a shared experience when it is red. Yeah, it was a shared job, too. Was it just you two and Bear? No, it was Bear Jaw, yeah. And like the guy who was the wizard the asshole. The wizard who taught I mean, you. We can bring it with us more. and talk about it. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll join you. And, uh. Okay. Do it after the drink. Might be fun to try it out, drunk. I try it drunk. <laughs> Maybe it's easier. I love that youthful exuberance. <laughs> I think that's like that's like mature exuberance. It's like cool. I guess we can do it drunk. Like he knows how it's, he knows how it's going down. <laughs> we've had it for so long. It's worth a shot. Well, no. <clears throat> we've, we've, we need progress on it. It's like, well, we haven't thrown liquor in the mix. <laughs> we know proverbs that good ideas are when they sound good, sober, and drunk. All right, so, Morph, Morph takes you out. What does taking you out for a drink look like? Basically, he goes to... the he, woods. He takes you guys to the local tavern and goes up to the... It's pretty standard affair. This is a small, a small town. Are you well traveled? You ever been in this town before? Um, he may or may not have... I don't think he's been this far. Quite significantly. Um, yeah, so he hasn't been up this far, but the thing that you notice is that he goes and he talks to the bartender, and the bartender has heard of him. The bartender uh, knows the name Aleheart, uh, and in this tavern they actually do sell some of the Aleheart Ale. Um, and some of, specifically, the lager and the liquor that his father and grandfather, um, are experts in. And so he basically is ordering only the Aleheart liquors and, um, basically ordering, um, and is definitely generous with his coin and, um, and happy to carouse a little bit. With whoever will carouse with him. Mock uh, uh, 100% is in on the expedition and before they get too drunk, but not that they're not drunk at all, he, he offers Gwarl 
A civil arm. Goral drink. Fine. Got a brain worm. He offers mom. I'm just gonna call every one of Kel's characters Boral for the rest of her fucking Even life. Even Rika? We're gonna be 60 years old around the same table and be like, you know what, I think Boral? You'll be 60 years so before I'm 60. He, pre- he, preve- he presents more with a, a simple iron band. And Mock has always worn rings. He has eye rings. Very, very simple basic jewelry. The jewelry of someone who has skill, but no money. Mm. And um, he hasn't changed, as their wealth has risen, he hasn't changed that um, um, that, that look, that, that representation at all. Uh, and he offers, uh, he offers uh, Guaro Morph a, uh, a simple iron band with just the, uh, a sideways, it looks like, it looks like kind of like a, a an egg timer. It's just a, a simple uh, kind of um, like what's the what's the shape? Two like an hourglass shape oh, on, okay. a, on a side with FF in it. FF. And, yeah, but done in wireframe. It's just this irregular kind of like geometric shape. And he says, "There we go, morph," because it seems like you are present when all this got started. And uh, I'd hate for you to remember it or to forget. And it seems like we'll remember it in years to come. A, a, a memento and a, and a glass of ale raised between us for the for the knowledge that we shared and for the wisdom that ye imparted to me. Aye, and should you ever find yourselves in East Rift, come to the Aleheart Tavern. Look yeah. you up. He says, uh, I'll find my way back there sooner or later. And probably by then I'll have my own ale. With my own name. Mark says, the Morphale. Yeah. Start brewing it today, because by the time I show up, I'll want it to be good and strong. <laughs> Trusen takes out the scroll that came back with oil vein with the strange relic on it. He says, friends, facets. We are but uh, three days from Scarlet And I feel we should know more about what we're getting into. Uh, while we were still in Silvery Moon, I learned how to unlock the magic ways of memory and writing that the Tifa Mascari left in this room. I was there, Bedge, I was there, we all, yeah, we all saw it. It's pretty fucked up. No, it's nuts. Uh, however, <laughs> before we get to Skyclean, I thought it'd be good to learn a bit more. It's, uh, it is near a pleasant experience. You, you feel... a drink, right? Aye, you feel as if your very soul and mind is pulled into the past. But... I would never want to do it with anyone but you fine folk. I'll get us a room. We're nice and lubricated with ale now. And we More can... ale. And a softer bed, Drusen. Aye, and we can, uh, if you'll join Oilvane and I in it, we can explore what memories still lie in this thing. Yeah, we could get a room with a big table and we could all sit around it and get our drinks and just uh, see how it goes. Aye. Are you up for it? See where the evening takes us. 
Sure, I guess. What, is this seem like a nice, quiet town, or is it like banding ruffians everywhere and likely to be caught at any moment? Oh, it's a that small sounds village. like a good time. It's, small it's a small village. Uh, oh. It's a uh, it's a fishing village uh, from the Ash Lake. There, um, <laughs> ash fish are known wow. to be delicious. It's from Ash Ashfish. The, you um, just picked the charcoal fish. Ash fish. Yeah, so it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a fishing village. So it's a trade it's a trade village. I'm answering the question. So it's uh and they so it's uh so no not a particularly rough town, a fairly quiet town. The tavern name is the Charcoal Trout. The tavern name is the Charcoal Trout. Charcoal Trout. That's also their specialty. Uh, so he goes up to the uh, that was bartender and uh, and purchases a room, a large room for the night, something that you know has multiple beds and a table and such. All right, and uh, he the bartender uh, comes out from around the bar and comes up to your table, and uh, he says, "As the proprietor of this establishment, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say a thank you for your business. Uh, it's uh, nice to have." Such fine travelers here. Uh, tell me, what is it that you call yourselves? <laughs> Who's gonna Mark say it? Starts chuckling. Baron does what I just did. And then to Baron, Grim says, "We call ourselves the Facets of Fate." And we'll continue on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta own it. Gotta own it. Gotta own it. <laughs> It grows on you. It really does. And let me just say that I kind of had this vision as we were talking about it of us kind of like, like, like one of those old like 1940s like like rundown detectives, right? Where like yeah. it's like the frosted glass and like the dame who needs help, and they kind of like she busts in and there's like this rotten desk with like this old guy and like a and, like a duster, and he's like, "What do you need, like, honey?" And she's like. Well, they told me the fastest of fate could help me, and there's like this old dusty like name tag, and he's like, "Yeah, they used to call me that. What'll it cost?" And kind of it's like a kind of half-owned grandiose. A little, like, I think the terminology is appropriate, but I think we can own it in a way that.